Mike, Mike, one, Mike, 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 one, Mike, two. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Two, three, whichever one of y'all. <laughs> what it do, what it do. Top two and I'm not two. Let go of the mic. That's Relax. what you need to do. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get, let's get the show on the road, man. Oh, man. Right, man. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, come back to base to freak lines of blast jazz tunes. It's the words. Don't switch the loop. From it to any stage, I shake shit up. I'm in the place. I just don't never step to this or catch on like the rest. One, oh, two, three, the number one creator. Slip it to the mission. Take a picture with your baby. Yo, this nigga Alex, man. JBL sign to the rise. Kick man fuses. Jump a snow. I'm just setting off a vibe, man. Shout out to everybody that's listening. I'm off the mall, I text, I get your hoes and tell your mom, tell your people, cause they'll be no rockin' show. So yo, I won't think twice to bump a jam in a second. Good over there, man. Step, so check it. I'm off the one to stagger. Slay comfy with the Timmy's. I'm ripped like Mick Jagger. Then all the scoop packs, camera action, we're on. We're for JBL, cause we're coming off strong, nigga. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get down to the let's get down to the nitty gritty of it all. Not gonna spend too much time with the music. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's all about the. Murders and the killings, bitches that catch feelings Niggas mixing bitters with pleasure, won't measure with it Some was my home skillet, just came home from bidding I tried to look out for him, now I can't fuck with him He had to store the vision, thought I ain't deserve this How he the streets and I ain't put no work in Nigga, I ain't lock you and take all your gifts You the nigga that was killers, get the fuck out of here Yeah, blood, sweat and tears, every buck I made I ain't complain when you was hustling and highly paid Yeah, I'm a boiling blood to see me buck Slays in his bag Ask for help like I'm the Red Cross I try to lift them, but they try to get all of my shoes like they can fit them Can't happen overnight when it comes to winning It's a 10 year road, but niggas ain't trying to hear it yet All this stuff we make, we make it Take it over this shit, man all right, y'all. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, let me get make sure my mic is nice and good here. Get the drop. Yeah, I mean, welcome to Dope on the Table Podcast, episode 77. I'm your host, Jay O'Kane. Here with me are Alex and Slay. Here to break down a lot of shit, talk shit, get some shit off, whatever the case may be. I got a few other drops, but, you know, I'm going to wait. Yeah, I mean, I played the first song. I was trying to set off a vibe, Paid in Full, because, you know, Paid in Full's anniversary is today. We are Sunday. What are we, the 25th? Mm-hmm. I mean, great classic movie. Make sure y'all check it out. If y'all haven't checked it out already. Um, You've seen it, Alex. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, and then and then we went to that mall because you know Slay. I I had to make sure Slay's spirit was right. He he brought the Tims. I felt inspired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Had the New York uniform. Can I make a shout out? Go ahead, man. Shout out to um, the woke or whatever girls. Okay. The truly frontline workers out here, man. The what? Tr- frontline workers, frontline soldiers. Mm. 
keeping white people in check. Shout out to y'all, man. Doing God's work. Shout out to y'all. And they and were I'll, nominated also for something. Yeah, um, they got nominated. The podcast got nominated. I forgot the name of the... Uh, I think it's for uh, online content. Yeah. Right. An award. They're essential workers at this point. Protecting black people, protecting black women. So shout out to them. Because honestly, they be trying us out here. We're going to get to that. I mean, you know, I played the song Speaking <laughs> speak So Freely. Speaking you know. So Freely. Let's, let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. You know I mean, the, the white people are wilding again. They wilding again. Okay, I got to break it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so. For those who live under a rock. For those of you who've been living under a rock or are not aware, a uh, teacher uh, at. Verushka. Arch- What's, what, what was her full name? It doesn't Verush- matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Verushka Lieutenant's Val. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Great journalism. Um, teacher out in uh, Ottawa U was a, was a big topic this week because she, she said the, uh, the dreaded N-word. Yep. She said the N-word. Uh, the conversation was about terms that were reappropriated by people, you know, who were um, oppressed and she wound up, well, she made a, uh, parallel. a, a, a parallel, parallel to parallel. queer and other words, mm-hmm. and she wound up saying the word nigga. And a black student in the class said that she was offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back and forth ensued, and then she went and got the higher-ups involved, and uh, the school suspended the teacher. Who has since but reintegrated she, her, her, oh yeah. her position. Well, when you're listening now, she's back. She's, no, she's, she's been back. Well, she, she was already back. Yeah. But suspended. Yeah. She didn't lose her job. <clears throat> yeah, no. she, she was just suspended. I think it was like, what, a day? Couple a couple of days. A day or two? Right. A couple of days. A couple of days, probably. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. And, um, yeah, that caused a big uproar in, in, the, in the media in Quebec, of course. Because, Why? Because white people want to say the word nigga. I don't think that's no, what it is. No, <laughs> that's not what it is. They want to be able to say it. They want no. to be able to say whatever they want, depend in the basically in, in classrooms, the in, in the classrooms, for the sake of education, le- education, for the sake of uh, academic free speech, free basically. speech in, ac- in free speech in academia. There you go. Yeah, but hold on, I got a I got a special drop for this segment right here. Don't worry about it. You can kick us off, man. Don't worry about it, Alex. No, no, no I'm gonna let Slay go first. <laughs> want to hear what you have to say? Um, I think it's, is that it. But before we get started, is that all? This is that? Did we cover like? Well, there's more. Obviously, there's okay. more. oh well. I mean, you know, the whole media. That's what. Then there was. Off. Then there was the media yeah, yeah, conversation. Media, you know, yeah, yeah, Patrick yeah. Lagasse yeah, started. Yeah, and all that. You know, he went. Right. He went on the radio and said "nigga" like four times mm-hmm. in the segment. Yeah. You know, trying to tell black people <laughs> what's good for them and what they should right. be making an uproar about. I think he even said racism fantasme. You know, is it is that him? Uh, I don't know. It's him everybody. So- everybody now thinks they can invent new words and try to make it right. make sense. I mean, I don't know now this, but um. Me, um, what do you think, Slay? Look, me, I think this whole situation was blown out of proportion. Um, I think that the girl, uh, the teacher, sorry, what she wanted to do, um, it wasn't smart because I, even in a school class, in a classroom, and you're trying to explain a situation, you have to be aware of who you're talking to as well, mm-hmm. even if you are, you know, trying to express a, a, a parallel. It, you have nowadays, especially nowadays, you have to be aware of who you're talking to and what you're tra- trying to talk about. Um, it was ill-advised. She shouldn't have done that. She should have been a little bit more smart about that. 
um, especially with the context that we're in in 2020. There are certain trigger words that you can't say technically anymore, even if you are in a classroom. Um, and she needed to be educated. And she, I think the uproar after when they started putting her name in the the news and her address was a little way too much. But uh, yeah, she fucked up on that one because she shouldn't have went to that point. She should have been aware of who she's speaking to. And like I always say, speak to enlighten. You know, make sure people understand you. It's not, oh, I'm just trying to make a comparison. No, you have to be aware that words do do hurt. They do affect. And especially, in, like I said before, in 2020, you can't say things like that anymore. So that that was that part. The other part afterwards on social media, Patrick Lagasse, what he said on the radio, and then when he, um, his, his column that he wrote after speaking to uh, Renzel, to Renzel That was good because he actually had a conversation with somebody who could actually not put him in place, but make him understand that, listen, in Quebec nowadays, when you have a kid that's under 20 years old, his friends are not only white Quebecers. So you have to be aware that he might be have friends who are Arabs, African, Haitian, whatever it is. And he also, and I always say that Quebecers, when you hit people in, in a situation that they're not comfortable with, Then they start to smarten up like, I don't think I should have done that. Because his son doesn't really listen to him on the radio. And it, only at that part that his son said, hey, man, what you said was out of pocket. You shouldn't have said things like that. And that made him realize. And at the same time, when Renzel spoke to him and they had that conversation, it made him realize that, hey, man, I, he went too far. He shouldn't have said that. So it, it, took, it took Renzel. <laughs> It doesn't matter. He had a conversation. He had a con- It doesn't matter. It no, doesn't but, matter. No, it doesn't matter, Renzel. It doesn't matter, Renzel. Took, like, he was on Twitter the whole day. But he doesn't care. Blocking people. No, 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 no. But wait, 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 but wait, fuck wait. Twitter. What does Twitter got to do with it? People, listen it, here, people are coming for you to tell you your fam. You you're shouldn't wrong. be saying it. Right. But then you're blocking people because they're coming right. for you left and right, you know. Okay. But and, then. But then. Renzel comes in and now you want to listen to Renzel. And he had to draw a parallel between, okay, like I saw a video of someone recording you saying the word in a car. Right. And my mind went to what if children were in the back of the car? Right. Listen, this whole thing is, anyway, continue. Yeah, but he didn't have to respond to Twitter. And like I said, he felt that Having a conversation with somebody made him realize that he went out of pocket. But look at the kind of content they're pumping us. Which is also us, crazy. They're giving to us. I think point. that, like I said before, what was the first question he asked Renzel? Uh, y'all, y'all gonna have to enlighten me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't listen to that. Oh, uh, listen, I, I heard, I, I listened to it twice, honestly, and I don't want to spend too much time on like Patrick Lagasse because it's yeah. not really uh, the focus of the conversation. Right. But uh, he was essentially. The, uh, The reason why Renzel spoke to him is because he used the N-word on air. On air. And essentially, um, I think Renzel spoke to him on air talking about, you know, you can't use that word. You'll never understand that word. Mm-hmm. Basically debating the N-word because they follow each other on uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Renzel saw that as an opportunity to, you know, sp- speak to him on, on the radio. And no, I think he, recorded, he had a, no, there he was had a conversation on, he on was, the phone. He was enlightened. Yeah, they had a prior to to, to, yeah. to the conversation on air. They had a um, conversation on phone, a thirty minute conversation over the phone, and then they figured it would be a good idea to do an interview, a fifteen minute segment about yeah. the N word and why you know you why people say can't say it. Right, and uh, you know he asked a question about. He even uh, asked because you know that Dominica Glad uh, had her whole take about you know 
they should be able to say it exactly within within the confines of a school, school because yeah. it's to educate and uh so he asked him about that and he said listen he said something along the lines of you know black people we don't necessarily all think the same way both are not necessarily right like p- black people that use the word and black people that don't use the word mm-hmm. renzel said that he doesn't use the word that's a lie because he does it every day so that's but that's a different conversation because we listen that's why for me the conversation could go so many Fo- different fo- ways focus but focus on yeah anyway all that to say patrick lagasse came out of that conversation enlightened and now everybody's praising him because he saw the light he saw that finally he can't use the word as a white man that being said <laughs> Um, What's uh, white people are so look, full of shit man. Look, because like I said I always said that having a conversation also makes you think twice because when you're in the heat of the moment he, he, was, he was probably saying like yo I'm not offending nobody because he doesn't know but, doesn't people, know. but people are telling you they're offending and you've been blocking them all day but then all of a sudden I don't understand I don't no, see see we we're going to have to stop this whole shit. People are telling you they're offended, but I don't know if they're offended. They're no. telling you fam we're offended. He's not look, I'm not him. I don't care. But he was basically saying like yo, people are going on, on Twitter and he doesn't pay attention to Twitter like that. But he had to have a conversation with somebody, a real conversation over the phone and or face to face or whatever it is for him to tell you like yo, listen, you can't say things like that. That Twitter is it has its it has it has its goals but it's also very limited it's a lot of up, up uproar and i'm not saying that what he did was right i'm just saying so that he wanted to have a conversation got, people were in a, were in an uproar for no reason no, they had a, they had every right to do so they but came for him rightfully he so he and did, he decided he to, to to block out block out the noise because it didn't fit his narrative but then it took Renzel, like because you follow Renzel, Renzel, you're a fan. Forget Renzel, but but in the it, sense that it could that, have been you, it could have been anybody. No, no, clearly not. No, clearly not. No, that's the point. Clearly not, because you're ignoring everybody on social media telling you, "Yo, man, like what you what you're saying is wrong." Obviously, maybe some of them were kind of coming for him in the sense that, oh, you, they they were cussing him out, or yeah. even you know just uh, you know in, yeah. insulting him, Pretty insulting much. him essentially. Hence, why he decided probably to block him. But he even blocked the girls from local whatever. But I'm, and I'm pretty sure they, they, they didn't necessarily cuss him out. So if you're going to ignore that, why all of a sudden it takes that one black person, like that token black person in your in your in your that you know about that all of, or, or that you're a fan of, that all of a sudden you decide, oh, now I understand. So would it put been, things in perspective. Would it have been? Okay. But that being said, I don't want to focus on Patrick. Patrick, like I said, okay. because he's not the focus of all the right. conversation. Let's focus on the teacher. Not even the teacher. Because right now, what the what, conversation in itself, like exactly. why, 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 why is it that? I mean, listen, I let y'all rock because personally, when I saw the headline, I was like, "Oh shit!" again, mm-hmm. and I saw people debating. Then it started getting into conversations about the word and who what, should use what it. What were they debating? They were debating uh, the use of it between us, mm-hmm. white people seeing that, and then. Uh, thinking that, oh, well, if they use it, we can use it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a conversation of, well, but wait, y'all use it, so why can't we? <laughs> exactly. Like, everything... And it's always that rhetoric that they use, huh, by the way. Oh, but y'all kill each other. So why can't, why why are y'all mad about, you know, p- police officers killing y'all if y'all are killing killing each other? See how they su- always switch the narrative? And turn it against us, somehow? I didn't I didn't want to engage in none of that because I'm not I'm not debating with black people about the white, the white folks. I'm not. No, w- 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 what do you mean? I'm not. Yourself? I'm not. I'm not debating with black folks about the word. The, the, the word. Nigger. The use of the word. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not debating that with no one. That's mm-hmm. number one. And number two, I'm not debating or breaking down white people as to why. I'm not doing that with you black people. A, you ever had a conversation with a white guy who asked you about the word? 
Yeah. And? and? Didn't last too long. Don't use it. <laughs> so you cursed him out? No, I said don't use it. That's it? Plain and simple. You That's didn't it. explain to him? You what is there to explain? You were in history class with me? No. No, no, no. Uh, okay. You were well, in history class with me. No, Don't say the saying, fucking word. Okay. All right. Simple. It's very simple. As a teacher, There's listen. No debate see, to me, see me, I had a, a conversation with, with somebody like that because he needed to better Clarification. understand. He better to be- understand. You understand what? What is there to guys, understand? Guys, 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 Certain white people don't understand this. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, it's slavery and that's it. Some people just base it because, oh, it's based on slavery and we're no longer in slavery. A lot of people think like that. Yo, I saw that. Like st- A lot of people, a lot of white people think that, by the way. They think that we're no longer in slavery. Why are we still focused on this? And that was yeah, but you the- can't say the word. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I get that. But I'm just saying that I had a conversation with a white, a, a white guy that I used to work with who was very close to me and he needed, he needed to understand. And I, I told him, like, listen, there, but he, and he also brought the point of, you know, in music and things like that. I'm like, yo, listen, there are certain words that you can't say. Like, you can't say that word to a black guy. You're going to have a situation that's going to explode. And I had to bring him in context and make him understand that, yeah, but we, you know, the whole plight of the black person, it was, it was long within that at a point, but he needed to better see what was up. I don't give a fuck about that, honestly. I mean, come I'm on. Not, I'm not, I mean, I'm it's not, up to you. I'm, I'm not, not here. I'm not, I'm not here to I'm not educate educating, folks. Um, I was know, on for what, the comment. Why is it people as to why they can't use the word? That's the crazy. Just don't use it. That's the crazy. And at this point, point I, I, I truly appreciate the fact that black people are taking a stand. Some black people might not see the value in taking a stand uh, against white people using the word, mm-hmm. but I do see it because collectively. It's time for us to say, yo, enough is enough. Like, mind your business, respect us. Because that's what, it, that's what the conversation is really about. Mm-hmm. The students, all they wanted to, 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 to hear from the teacher is, I'm sorry. It never would have escalated to the point that it escalated to if she would have said, listen, I'm sorry. But instead, she doubled down in her apology. Mm. She said, oh, but other teachers use the word. Right. Please, students, enlighten the class as to why we can't use the word to open a dialogue. So now you're putting the onus, the ownership, so to speak, on students to educate the classroom? What kind of, if, if you're putting the emotional charge on, on black folks to educate the class about a word that they're telling you the history of the word is hurtful. You, as a white person, don't use the word. Not, e- but, not even just that, though. Oh, actually, go go ahead. And now she wants to debate her freedom of speech within the classroom. Mm. Oh, but, and now everybody's using that. Oh, but she's, and even black folks, I even see black folks saying, oh, well, listen, it's, it depends on the context. No, it doesn't. Just say the N-word and keep it pushing. Say N-word. Don't say nigga, nigger. Don't, just say the N-word and keep it pushing. Her point could have been made by saying N-word. And by the way, this goes for any other buzzwords that are triggering to uh, people of color or certain specific groups. Mm -hmm. And at this point, white folks don't even understand that we're we're demanding respect. So the conversation about the N-word is to have, is to be had amongst each other. Whether to use the word or not, that's to, to, to be debated amongst each other. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when them, for example, for white people or non-black people, partake within the culture or even see us using the word amongst each other, they should stay the fuck out of black people's business. It's not because you consume rap music that you could say the word because they're not even addressing you in the music. Mm. That's for us. That's not for you. Understand it. 
We can't, keep, we can't say, listen, as black people, it's time for us to take a stand. When it's to white people, we say, don't use the word. I don't need fucking coon ass niggas like Dominica Glad to use their platforms and say, oh no, for the sake of academia, shut the fuck up. Because you're revealing yourself. You're dancing. You're chucking and jiving. I ain't got time for that. Black people are fucking dying, microaggressions left and right, and you want, you want to allow white folks to use the word? We ain't got time for that. And fuck free speech, because free, free speech has a, has a price. You have, you have the freedom of speech to say whatever the fuck you want, but ultimately, there's a price that, that, that you could pay for saying whatever the fuck you want. I could say fuck you, nigga. That's my freedom of speech. But you, reserve, you also have the right to smack me across my face if I say that. So that's all it is. So white people, please stay the fuck out, fuck up out of black people's business, please. All is for honey, for honey, for this honey, has nothing to do with y'all. Just say the n word. We could have any conversation in a classroom for as long as you keep it respectful. If we tell you, listen, it's a trigger word for me. Please don't use that word. But you know what? I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add to what you're saying. Cause you said sorry about, about the rap, buddy. No, 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 bro. All is for honey. For come on honey, now, for come honey, on, man. Come on now, come on now. We 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 giving it to the people today. But for real, but for real, like you said something about uh, putting the onus on the class to teach, like the class. That's like, insane. Think, like you're a teacher, and you're getting paid to do your job, and you're putting the responsibility you, you are, on the, t- you on the are, students. You are you are a public servant. Okay, your job is to. Uh, help with the education of the f- like you're here for the people you're educating people this is your job you should know as a teacher especially what, what was that a history class i don't, I don't listen it's don't a remember. social something social probably studies or something like fam that. you 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 studied that shit even to like the basic sense you know that word carries something you cannot possibly tell me you didn't know that that word you shouldn't say it and no, but, look look yeah, go ahead. right and even when we talked about it like as a teacher like I'm, I'm no teacher. I don't know the stress of it. Okay, but for me, if I'm going to educate people on something, I'm going to give them, like Slay said, like context. Like you have to give them context. Okay, uh, you know, you you scope the room. You know who you're talking to. Mm. You have or to in scope the Zoom the, meeting. I think it was a it Zoom. It was a Zoom. It was online. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Regardless, you know, you're not just talking to yourself and a a, a bunch of people that are just like you. There's gonna be a bunch like you know, uh, she All made she life, made yeah. she she made the parallel with queer. Like you know, there's gonna be like. People from all walks of life, like they said, mm-hmm. right? So scope the room. We always say read the room. Read the room mm-hmm. and know what the fuck you're going to be talking it about. Speaks to Especially a as issue. an educator. But it speaks to... Not even to a white person, just an educator, period. But understand, it speaks to a bigger issue. She mm-hmm. even said it in her apology. First, first of all, she's not even... That's not even her first offense. That spoke to, to, to a toxic right. environment because there even the go, other teachers she said She said, said it herself. Other teachers used the word. Right. So that means but there's also, a culture... But, but also, to be fair, we don't know if those teachers are black too. It doesn't matter. Well, oh, if, meaning, meaning, we okay. don't know. Well, I mean, we don't know how many black teachers are there in the Ottawa. You that I don't know, but that I'm assuming they're most most of them are Caucasians or white or non-black folks. Safe to assume. It's just to say there's a culture, there's a toxic toxic culture within that school of you know, for the sake of education, anything could be said. Mm. And then now white people want to debate you on freedom of speech within the classroom. Mm. Oh, within its proper context, anything could be said. No. No, you could have any conversation. I understand the 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 point of view right. in the sense that okay, within the classroom, for you know to educate better educate people on certain issues uh, in around the world, you could uh, you could talk about any. Which topic. essentially she was trying to do. Listen, 
it was just she was clumsy in the in her parallel there you in go. the sense that it was a good parallel to draw but ultimately she don't say the word, the word. Right. The word. don't just don't say the word right. and then it, you made a mistake own up to it and say i won't do it again don't say i apologize I, but other other teachers I, do no, it but no but she said i apologize that i hurt you in, with what I said, she didn't say she didn't apologize for using it. She no. just apologized for how the woman felt. And then, oh, please, would you educate the class about the word? It's like, okay, yeah, nah. but that's not the, the, no, the she student's had... responsibility, right? But you want to open a dialogue about something that has nothing to do with you, right? And it's not to educate other people. I, ultimately, just don't use the word. We could have any conversation within the classroom once again, but ju- just stay away from buzzwords. Yeah. Meaning, we could, I could have a conversation with a, a, a non-black person about, about the racism. N-word yeah. or racism for as long as they keep it, keep it respectful. It's like uh, Quebecers not wanting to be called frogs. I won't call you a frog, but we could have a conversation about why they call you like that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you understand? So it's all about no, respect. Sure. Yo, comparing frogs to niggas. No, I know. I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying <laughs> no, but, for them, I mean, for yo, them, for them, their they, version of the N-word I mean, is frog. Yeah, they yeah. got discriminated. Uh, I got you understand? But they it's just to say got it. we could have a conversation about anything yeah. for as long as we keep it respectful. You keep, you stay out of black people business. You say N-word and you keep it pushing. Oh, but you guys say it. No, no, no. Listen, that's, that has nothing to do with you. Why do people have an infat- infatuation with the word? They just want to be able to say it. It's because you know what the thing is? They want to be able to At say At birth, it. white people are entitled to everything. So when you come around and you tell them, well, listen, man, you can't, you can't do that. It's like, but wait, that, but that's my right as, a, as an individual, as a human being. It's my right to, to do whatever I want and whatever I want, whatever I want, whenever I want, so to speak. That's, that's the leverage that they have Talk, see, from birth. touch, whatever. From birth. Talk, see, what? Talk, see, touch, whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah, exactly. For them, they have an individuality that they could, you know, oh, I could do whatever I want, like... Yeah, privilege. Right, you understand. But then when a group of people tell them, "Well, listen, man, you can't really say that." It's like, wait, what? But you guys say it. Why can't I say it? It's my right as a human being. And then now, there's another conversation going on because if you go in France, I don't know if y'all heard the situation of the teacher that was making jokes about uh, um, Islam, um, the the Prophet Muhammad. I didn't see that. You didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, he got beheaded. And then he, they, uh, they beheaded him. So that's the word. Yeah, yeah, beheaded. Exactly. Yeah. They cut his head off. Holy shit. And now... Yeah, well, because that... Well, France is a little different than Quebec. It, they're a lot more... It's more intense. Holy yeah, shit. Huh? Oh, you, you didn't know that? that? No, I just mean, like, if you talk about Muhammad, that's what happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Listen, certain, there's certain topics and, that, and, I mean... And now they're trying not talking about the Prophet Muhammad. But, but anyway, <laughs> but wait, that was... Because he was making jokes in a university, in his classroom. And I think, Shit. but he was making re- jokes repetitive, repetitively. Yes. Like he, he it wasn't, wasn't the stopping. first time. It wasn't, it wasn't the, first the first time. time. And students approached him about that. But they keep, they kept, he kept, kept on going. Yeah, pushing, kept on. pushing. Oh, okay, okay. Next thing you know, because he was they use, come for you. He was using yeah. the uh, the same jokes that uh, the magazine, uh, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie Hebdo. Oh, okay, okay. And then, nasty. Well, exactly. Especially knowing what happened. Right. Exactly. No, no, you're going to, no. As we know. In, I understand uh, that. in France, there's a a, a, a a huge culture of Islamophobia. Yes, where you know it's it's like out in the open. They don't really French people don't really like French white people don't really like Arabs, Arabs, or nor African. Africans. Right. So you know, it seems like he felt he had the. Uh, so to speak, yeah. leeway to use to to make these jokes in the classroom. Yeah, and they and were making, the and they were using that parallel here um, to say to say that. Maybe oh, that could happen that if we don't, uh, you know, if we don't 
uh, address it properly. Here, I think it's a We're, stretch. I don't and, think it's going to happen. And I like find that, that hilarious yeah. because now, did you know that uh, they banned the word race in France? I yeah. saw that, yeah. You saw that? Yeah. You, saw, you know how crazy that is? They banned if, the word race? Listen, yeah. but hear this out. If you ban the word race, you are putting everybody, so to speak, on the same playing field. But by doing that, you're ignoring our differences. So, for example, if I get stopped by a cop in France and I want to I say, listen, this is racial profiling. Mm. Well, race, race, race. Any, any derivative from the word race well, doesn't exist isn't that, anymore. Isn't that, no, no. Isn't that in schools? No, I think it's within a societal context. I'm meaning, not sure about that. I, don't think, I, I, th- I think it was only in schools. Well, that's ignoring our differences. So, essentially, but now too, you're, banning, you're banning... Like, oh, we're all one race now. We're all one people. people. Right. So now you're ignoring our differences, so we can't really address any racial issues that we may have amongst each other. But that's weird that that's France insane. does that. Huh? So knowing how France is very, um, you know... Xenic. But they're catering to right. to the majority exactly. by doing that. Yeah. But to draw a parallel between that and what's going on right now here is no, nonsense. No, that's nonsense. It's nonsense that's because nonsense. all we're asking, again, black people, li- literally all we're asking for is what? respect that's all ultimately that's all we're asking for mm. don't use the word and everything's gonna be cool i listen you 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 said everything you said everything that needs to be said personally i'm not that i'm over the conversation it's like you know what not that we have bigger fish to fry because this is this is important like to have amongst the well, well yeah yeah continue like it's important it's a, it's an important conversation but to me i'm i'm past the debates and what would we've you say? had we've had these discussions amongst ourselves as well yeah. on these pods. So it was like, all right, you yeah. know what? They're gonna start talking about the N word again. The use, who gets to use it? Listen. And what would you say to black people who say to not use the word amongst each other? Uh, and w- uh, why? Two questions. Uh, why would you not use it? That question, and also, but that also but mean, you're not answering. But that's the que- what do you mean? Well, you're answering the question with a question. I what? don't see the reason why you don't want it. Well, actually, I do. Because there's a reason why black people don't want to use the word. Because there's a trauma associated with mm-hmm. the word. It's a word of hate. Yes. To dehumanize. To yeah. dehumanize. Initially. To, to, de- to dehumanize black folks. It stems from colonization, mm-hmm. yes. slavery, all that. So that history, that trauma, all that weight that that word bears, people don't want to, they don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. They don't even want other people to use it. Right. I understand it. I personally still will use it because at this point... It is. It's been taught to me that it's a term of listen, semem numem. I mean, and if I'm not mistaken, because not even if I'm not mistaken, in Creole, listen, we say the word neg. Okay, we say I, it. and I was gonna get to it's that. It's an official. It's an official word that. in the language but since 1987. Think, but, 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 and, but not everybody uses that. In 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 Creole, not everybody uses that. Mm. Not everybody. All they right. don't say kutnexa. They say kutmunsa. Some people, not everybody. Not everybody, but it's a it's a minority. Not everybody uses, like you said, the word neg all the but time. But I have a question Creole. for you because we had that conversation about the difference between neg in Creole and nigga in English. It's yeah. the same. Continue. I've been saying it's the same. It's the same word. the the other, the, the only difference is Creole is an official language, and the other one is still considered dialect between Black people in America. That is the only difference. dialect or just slang. Dialect, slang, same thing. So is that the but reason? But it stems why? from the same. Yes, yeah, it, it stems from the same. So what would you say to people who say, "Oh, but there's a difference because I'm speaking an official language versus"? That's uh, ignorance. That's ignorance to me. Like, really? it, 
So yeah. you have no problem using? Well, obviously. No, I don't. You, you don't have a, <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking to my own here. I'm not. I'm not. Call, if, I'm, I'm not like, talking to a white person. Hey, we, nigga, I'm not doing that. Well, you've said that before. To a white person, well, no. Sometimes, well, you said when that. talking about a person, I right, use it. In, right, but even that, I mean, no, no, on, that's not. No, that's, no, that's not. That's continue, that's a non-conversation back, to me. Go back, yeah. So, that's, neg and nigger is, are the same thing. They stem from the same thing. Stop using that narrative. It's the same. It, it's it's derived from the same thing. And same what would fucking you say trauma. To a white person speaking Creole who wants to say, let's say, the word, is that is that? Let's say he was born in Haiti. What are you gonna do? You're white. Say moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're white. Say moon. But he's more Haitian than you are. Because I was asked that question. Haitian, not black. Oh, but it's part of the language. He's speaking Creole. You're not black. Okay. You are not black, sir. Okay. Say moon. Is that a conversation? Huh. Meaning if you speak an official language. I mean, if let's say. No, 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 no. If let's say he was born there, obviously he's more Haitian than I am. Does that make him black? So. Do you have black <laughs> DNA? Do you have black DNA, Let's sir? Let's say he's been there for over 75 years. Do you years. have black DNA, sir? Let's say if he has kids who's black, what are you going to do? Kids does not mean you're black. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. You have black kids. Wait, 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 hold on. So I'm white. I got black kids. That makes me black? No, no, no. I'm just saying. He's born. <laughs> Let's say he's born over there. He speaks Creole like, like he was born there. But I mean, that, come that on. That still don't make you black. Okay. That still doesn't make you okay. black. I know some people will accept it because it's like, oh, well, he's, yeah, 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 he's yeah. one of ours. He grew up here. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. It doesn't change it to me anyway. To me, it doesn't change. Doesn't change so, that you you are white still. There is a gray area f- within that conversation. Major gray for just Major for just for Creole. It exi- it exists because of the way. But it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing in the sense that yo in English it means guy in Creole it means man. I don't see the difference honestly. Mm. Once he really told me, I was like, damn, like it's hard to argue. That nigga and neg is different because it stems from the same word, just for in a different language. Nigga is nigger, is derived or nigga is derived from right. nigger, right. and neg is derived from neg. Mm-hmm. So there is no difference essentially. It's just that one is a quote unquote official language. It's as used in, in the official right language. in Creole, whereas mm-hmm. but in English it's the same thing. It's it's it has it's, the same history. And by the way, what we've always talked about, we reappropriate shit. We make it ours, and we make it cool. So if you don't use it in English, but you use it in Creole, there's not much of a difference. So you say the word. You say the word. At all. It's just, okay, one is an official language, the other one is like more more so quote-unquote slang. No, because, 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 I guess maybe, because American history is perceived to be maybe more violent and more recent. Whereas for Haiti people, we 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 latch on to like, oh no, well this is ours. We we're not gonna we're not gonna say that this is bad, but this is bad right here. Like what they went through over there, that's bad. But us, you know what I mean? That's but we went us. through the same thing. Well, the, no, but the because we always make it we always make it a difference. But the thing it's not. is, the thing is, is that in Haiti, um, there aren't that many white people, so we're speaking technically as you guys have been saying amongst each other. So in the U.S., there, there are, are white... non-black folks in Haiti. Yeah, but a bunch. There are a bunch, but the Asian, majority, the majority, the majority are like no, you they're and mostly. I. Yeah, yeah, no, I've no. Never, but that's what I'm saying. The majority. But if yeah. you go to the U.S., obviously, you know there are more white people than black people. No, of course. So they, yeah, used but it, yeah, they but they're black. As a word, they use it as a word to dehumanize and all that. Compared to in Haiti, it was brought in by uh, the the um, what's it called? The French to dehumanize. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the yeah. same. Yeah, but What's it's just difference? that we we again we reappropriated it. It's just but we're more the majority in the islands compared to white people. No difference to me. Blacks, okay. listen, bl- blacks in America don't have their own islands, but 
if you want to if you want to use ghettos or neighborhoods those are like black islands so those are black islands okay. so those yeah. people those okay. people perspective yeah what do you mean? That's a perspective. Go ahead. Well, it is. I'm saying if, it is. If, 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 I'm, if I'm going off somebody that grew up in a, in a neighborhood that's mostly black. Predominantly black. Predominantly black. Yeah. <laughs> is that not a black island? Is that not the, the equivalent of, for example, a black country? All you have, all you, all you see is black people. So you're going to be talking amongst yourselves. You know, then it, 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 that's the language that the you only that reason you speak. Why it's a, but really, it's a, it's only a conversation. That's I can't not believe a we're to me, man. meaning meaning it's only a conversation because they put it in the music and everybody's consuming the music. Pretty much, we made it and cool. the media. We and made the it media. Cool. We and made it cool, and, and now now well, now the cool the factor. You know, you're gonna see you're gonna see white folks like, hey, it's like no 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 please, yeah. no please and black people please again the uh, conversation the of gentrification the of the word nigga is an insane theory to me. <laughs> Gentrification of the word. Explain that. Where? Explain that. Go ahead, man. Well, you got like a bunch of white. I mean, it's been happening, but you know, all things, all things that are popular that we make popular now, all of a sudden, well, not all. You, of they want to partake. They want to partake. You know, they want to. They want to. They want to say the word. Schools like yo, my nigga. You know what I mean, yeah. I remember. I remember. I remember. But it's true. I remember the gentrification that of the N word. That's 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 funny. Actually, <laughs> no. Well, actually, I saw a headline. I read it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" But it, even like, look, like we, you saw Patrick. Like I said, we mentioned him. Like he was on the radio, and he just he just rattled him off like it was nothing. No, no, he really said no. Nick. He went off. He went off. He, no, that's he what. Like he Nick. just rattled him yeah, off like it off. was nothing. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, uh, because to him, context matters. Yeah, uh, no, but you wouldn't even let the word uh, write out in a song. You wouldn't even you would block the word out in a song, but technically curse words like you can say certain curse words on Quebec radio. Like you can say fuck, yeah. you can say shit, like all that doesn't get blocked out for some reason. But mm. if someone was to say nigga in a in an American in you know an English song, no, block that off. Like it's just oh no, it's just weird to me. It's a weird, <laughs> and they they want to participate. Listen, I was using <laughs> I remember what Alex uh well I was coming up with I came up with one of the drops. Because Alex, we were having a conversation. like, yo, man, use the Booker T when talking to Hulk Hogan bit. Yes. And then I remembered uh, when uh, Vince McMahon was talking to John Cena. He said, hey, what's up, my nigga? He said that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because John Cena but was... He even said that to Booker T. He even said that to Booker T one time. See, that's the crazy part. Because John Cena was playing like a black role. Because he was like the, the, yeah, yeah. the rapper. Uh, the the doctor of Thugonomics. You know, yeah, yeah. A white dude playing a, a black person's role, quote unquote, and, uh, and, you, and you're gonna tell him, and you're gonna tell yeah. him, "Hey, what's up, my nigga?" in front of Booker T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he even had a wave cap. It was stupid. But, but anyway, you know, the conversation they just of continue the to make fun of us, and all these conversations because we participate in them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're loud about it, and actually, we should be. But it's like at some point. But I'm saying, ultimately, and now I'm talking to black folks. The conversation of the N word, the use of it. Mm-hmm. Whether we should use it or not is to have amongst each other, but when it's uh, from the outside looking in, <clears throat> meaning when non-black folks are talking to black folks and mm-hmm. saying, "But why can't I use the word?" Please, black folks, just take a take a stand and say, "No, don't use the word in no context." Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. We're we're there now with everything that's going yeah. on around the world. There are right. no excuses. Don't allow them to to give you the context excuse. To, for them to use the word. Mm-hmm. Just say no, take a stand. Collectively, we take a stand and we could have the debate amongst each other. Right. That's a conversation for us. That's not a, conversa- a conversation to be had with them because you will lose. You will lose that conversation. 
because they're gonna nuance the whole conversation. Oh, but you know, within that context, I could say anything. You no. know, it's not. I wasn't trying to be malicious. No. Blah blah blah. No, don't allow that. It's time for us to take a stand. We're there now. No, I agree. Not I only, agree. not only that, and you know, I'm I'm gonna say this more so in closing because we got we got right. a, we got a lot mm-hmm. of shit to, to 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 talk about. But like, in the end, we're at, again we're talking about a word, but there's like a lot of real shit going on. Like yeah. black black people, they're still coming for us out here. <sighs> Cops still coming for us. You, uh, you see what's happening in Nigeria. You see, you know, yeah. and SARS by the way. Yes. By the way, couldn't couldn't start this podcast without at least making a mention of it. Everyone that's Everything that's going on over there, you know, it's it's a it's tragic, and needs to be talked about. And you should be informing people about SARS and uh, and everything that's going on. Honestly. Just everything that's going on. It's period. crazy to me how you know. every time I log on to social media now, like there's the usual suspects. You know, I was seeing that, dead bodies pop up on my, on my timeline. No, that's not even it. Was... It's more so like people are educating. Well, it's usually the same people educating us about what's going on around the world because now. You can't get on. It's hard for me to get on social media now and just share some random shit. I'm not. Yeah. And especially like black 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 trauma, it's hard to share sometimes. You know, like so sometimes I'm I'm very mindful of what I try to share, but a lot of people just share like informative things. But I just find it very interesting when I see people just enjoying their regular Saturday nights like nothing is happening, and they do that regularly. Mm. Like you can't. It, but you can't. To me, it's like you can't, I just you find can't, it interesting. You can't. You can't, you can't, you can't blame mean, people for that. Though. Right. I mean, you, you don't have. You know, have, maybe they're doing something that we don't see. Listen, I'm just saying. I just find it interesting. I'm not holding anybody responsible if they don't want to share that kind of information. Right. I'm not talking about black folks, by the way. Black oh, okay. folks don't feel responsible if you don't want to share black trauma. If you don't want to educate white folks about what's going on, or even your timeline or your feed. Yeah, you want to totally clean, fine right, because right. ultimately we deal with this shit every day. So I understand that perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about more so non-black people. Yeah. I find it interesting how it's a, for you it's a regular Saturday night and you're enjoying your wine and your tes crevettes, you're chilling. And every time it's the same thing. It's like nothing 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 really speaks to you as a just on a human level. But I appreciate the people doing the work, people sharing the information, people educating because it's on the timeline now. It's on the feed and I appreciate that. Keep go- Keep doing the work, y'all. Yeah. Keep doing the work. Y'all. Especially those that are already doing it. We appreciate y'all. We see y'all. And, uh, yeah. And don't forget, y'all. We coming for you, nigga. You, nigga. Hey, man. They, they, they coming for us, man. That skit was hilarious. They coming for us. That was funny. They coming for us. Um, They're testing us. No, they're still coming for us. Yeah, they are too. Um, okay. Um, that being said. How do we transition out of that one? <laughs> Listen, man. This week it was all about fucking... Well, it, dep- it depends on Birkin what time. bags and... Oh, the bag lady. You, you want to get to the bag, bag lady? Bag lady. I don't know. What. How, how we trans... How you we trans... You hurt your bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. That is a non-convo to me still. It, yo, man. What, what interests you about the bags? I didn't think it was a conversation once not, I got it's on not, the It's not a convo. It is. On Twitter, at least it is. Eh, please. Because me, so? I'm not on Twitter. How so? What you mean? What is it? Why is it so interesting? Because people are essentially debating why would you gift a sixty thousand dollar bag? Because he has the money for it. That's it. No, it, oh, sorry, it was a conversation because of Sweetie. Yeah, because she said, um, if he's if he's um, if he if he don't give you a Birkin or pay your bills, he's for the streets. He's for the streets, yeah. which was Damn. a promo for her song, her new song. Oh, with Jenny. that's it. That's yeah. it. It was just promo. That's it. Yeah, promo. But and by they, the way, shout out to the Montreal producer who produced that joint. Yeah, Dirt Work. What's Dirt his name? Work. Dirt Work. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. It was but, basically but for promo. Me, but for promo. me, but for me, That's it's it? a non-issue because. No, but... I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money. 
I mean, I ain't got it. I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. I mean, come on now. <laughs> why Why are we talking about, like, listen, you, you got it, spend she it if got you want. It. If, if, he got no, it. No, he I'm got sorry. It. No, because she's, he she's talking about him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. About him. In her music, she's very, um, the way she talks in her music is uh, very particular. Shout out to Sweetie. I'm going to show you how to bag a six-figure nigga, stuff like that. Yeah, it's man. like, okay. damn. I, I, I don't know if she, la- I don't, sometimes I question, I, I'm not sure she loves him for real. Oh, Alex, I don't know. <laughs> What's your sign, Alex? She's a cancer. There we go. And what is? Well, I have a few cancers in my life. Mm-hmm. They're not. Well, f- listen. Because sweetie is Scor- sweetie. Because we are in Scorpio season right now. We are. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, yo, it's your birthday tomorrow. Well, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. hold on now, because you know it's gonna that. be it's gonna be Slay's birthday. Yeah. So you know we got. It's a real nigga birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> What did they play that again? In the terrasses? <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, no. Hey, man, I stay out of rich folks' business. Okay. Unless. That's good for them, man. I mean, that's their, um, that's their out, thing. Outside of them paying their taxes, I stay out Listen, of business. Listen, man, you can't, be, you, can't be, you can't be saying these things and then everyone starts having a debate when we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone's broke and people are losing jobs. Like, man, I don't, people are still buying. I don't, but I don't care. Reading the comments. Yeah, yeah but they're not, they're not buying Birkins. But reading no, the comments, re- reading the comments regarding that is pretty hilarious. And you can't buy a Birkin. I saw a girl say, "Oh, here comes, here come, here are the niggas, um, here come the niggas that are going to talk about, oh, I will purchase stocks and stuff like that." <laughs> Just broke nigga talk. That's funny. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's funny. <laughs> what, I mean, listen, women man, are quick to call. But I find it interesting. I, mean, I will say this: um, whenever like a, a, a prominent female's birthday rolls around and they're in a relationship, I do find it interesting how. All they seem to gift each other are cars and bags. Well, you mean, I mean the celebrities? Celebrities. Well, like yeah. I've seen, fucking I've seen houses, fucking Lambo trucks given out. I've seen fucking Birkin bags giving out, given out. I never really see anything really creative. I don't mind necessarily if you want to gift your significant other like a Birkin well, bag or a what's car. A, that's what's, fine. what's a creative gift to me? Yeah. I don't know something that's. Kind if of you had it, like what? What would? If like, I had it, yeah. Like, I, what, what, I ain't got it, bro. <laughs> no, but, let's say you're Quavo. Think, think about it. Say you're Quavo. Quavo. But I am Quavo. He's yeah, we know. We know. Okay. We know. Uh, I'm joking. But uh, say I'm Quavo, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, something more personable, I would say. Okay. You know, something more like uh, just to show you something sentimental that I that I, I know you and okay. something that's personable to you that, you know, not that I wouldn't be able to buy that to anybody else. Mm. You know? Me, I would give startup money to start your business and call it a day. See? And call it a day. You're you're playing right into the narrative. Of no, it's not the narrative. I would start a you're, startup you business. A startup business that she didn't ask for. <laughs> no, no, no. If let's say if let's say I see that she has that you know business drive. What if she doesn't? If she doesn't, then that's a different ball game. Exactly. But if she does, I would have done it. <laughs> know your partner, fam. <laughs> Obviously, you gotta no, know your no, partner. It's okay. I mean, listen, man. If I mean, you young. How old is this girl? By the way, but the thing is that's now, because who who Diamante? Who? <laughs> that's a real name. Oh, okay. Uh she's I believe she's twenty five. Okay. Oh, Quavo's oh. like twenty eight. Something like that. I mean, yeah, he's not on, he's they're that, not above thirty. That's right. not that's not important to me. But Iana Mayweather, um, she made an interesting point. Which is about because Birkin bags, you can't just buy a Birkin no, bag. No. It's not it doesn't work. You can't you just order. go into a store and mm-hmm. buy a Birkin bag. And I learned that maybe a few years ago actually. Because I have uh one of my friends who's kinda into bags like that. Yeah. And she told me, like, a Birkin is the best kind of bag you could buy. Mm. 
but you need there's a waiting list. Of course, there's like a you can't just go. There's in There's like store. a whole process, right? Like he, like not everybody has access to Birkin bags like that. So there you go. like there's there's like a three to four year training period. There you go. It's a referral, a referral program. That's crazy. It's not even some people. Where, no, but you gotta understand, they train people for three to four years to do that. But I told y'all about when I went to and hold cops and cops can get on the street within eight months. You understand that? You understand that? Hey, the future told you. You understand that? That is insane to me. Future told you, bro. It's a cold world. Man, listen, bro. <laughs> Bundle up. Listen, man. Y'all saw, y'all, saw, uh, y'all saw Kanye West and Joe Rogan? No, 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 no. I watched parts of it, but uh, no. Not paying attention. I'm tired of actually listening to Kanye West. Speak. His mind. I'm cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good with That's that. That's not the kind of content I'm I saw his for. wife with David Letterman, though. Oh, uh, the uh, Kim? Yeah. You watched that? I watched half of it, and then I switched to Dave. To what? Dave Chappelle. Chappelle is talking as well to, uh, what's his name, Letterman. Oh, okay, okay. So That's okay, good. so he released the whole season Yeah, yeah. Uh, of interviews. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm tired of listening to uh, Kanye. To Kanye, no. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's 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 done and over. I've with. been tired of speaking. He's all about oh. self. He's always talking about. No, it's me, not that. Me. It's just it's like, it's I cool. just want to let him. You know, just do you. I mean, I'm I'm good. That's what that's what people are doing with, with their platforms. They're just letting them talk. Pretty that, much. That nigga was on on there for three hours just talking talking about you know himself. And did his... he say anything relevant? Did you watch it? I did. did I wasted anything... I wasted three hours of my time. Did he say anything important? <laughs> not really. No. At Nothing. All. No. He's Nothing supposed to be. He's supposed to be a presidential candidate, but I mean, he didn't really get into all that. Joe tried to. Joe tried to steer him into certain conversations, but it's like, nah, man. You gotta let that nah, man. Go. You know, he's a. Um, um, he was getting into his symphonies. You know, mm. it's not rants. Symphonies. 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 Oh, he calls that symphonies yeah, of ideas. Sym- yeah. Symphonies of ideas. You know what I mean? Mm. You so, see how people try to create words in order to explain. But that's what Kanye. He's uh, that's studying, Kanye. Yeah. He he's studying the dictionary. Man. He now. is the Renaissance. He's a Renaissance man. He <laughs> is. What does that mean? He's the most probably polarizing figure in the 21st century. The most? I I I think so. In the 21st century. In the 21st century, I think he's one of the most polarizing figures in the 21st century. Damn. Seriously. In the past 20 years, that's crazy. Not a seriously. About it. Oh, because he's using all these platforms. I have to think about it. Yeah, no, think about it. I mean, he's he uses all these platforms. Huh? <laughs> you should take a second. Yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he takes he takes a um he takes a lot of space as far as you know how he how he what he thinks about and uses his platforms very very well. You know, he okay. uses the platform every very well to express whatever it is, mm-hmm. and people gravitate to this man mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a. Fe- <laughs> He has a fellowship. You can't say anything a wrong about it. He does, man. F- what do you mean by fellowship? I mean, people check for Kanye because they want the old Kanye. Mm. But that's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, they're stuck with that so hard that they, they think he's going to give us back graduation. He's oh, going to give us back, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, I forgot the, the first name of the album. Whatever. All falls down on all that. They want that. But that's no. not happening. That's not happening. He's gone. He's a different individual. He's in another you mean dropout. College dropout. College dropout. Thank right. you. So he's in a never. He's on a different level. He's a different space. He's not the same guy. Obviously, since his mom died. So, you I know, think that's the main factor that we need to understand. Like since his fact, mom died. Yeah, he's uh, he hasn't been the same. And no, but I think no. But you know, he's one. He's a celebrity, so people gravitate towards what he has to say. Yeah. Not me personally. I'm off Kanye. No, I've been know. off. I've I've been. Stopped listening to him since that, um, I think it was Big Boy. When he did Big Boy. Oh, last year? Yeah. Then I was like, I'm cool. 
not that he's I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? He's in his own own realm. Because yeah. I was only checking Kanye for the music. But now the music is pretty much gone. It's not the same thing anymore. I mean, Life of Pablo was dope. That it was, was a dope album. Decent project. Right. You know, but now Jesus is King is not really up my lap. And I wasn't expecting and now he's you know, that's that's him. Let him be. <laughs> Let him be. He's he's on that level now. He's found Christ and he's trying to make create cities in Haiti and and things like that. He even said that on the Joe Pod. He was saying that, you know, uh, the president wants me to create a city in Haiti and make it dope or whatever it is. Really? Yeah, of course. You know, some people believe in this man that he can actually make move mountains. That's what I'm saying. This guy's a polarizing figure. He can say a few words and people tend to think like, yo, this man is smart and people don't understand him mm. because they say that he's a He's a genius, and a lot of geniuses. People are misunderstand these misunderstand geniuses. They're not. Un, they're misunderstood. I'm not trying to understand. Meaning, no. I've, like I said, I've, I'm done I'm speaking that. about Kanye. Anyway. I'm past it. Did you see the? Uh, did you watch the Trump Biden debate? I did. I did. And um, <laughs> Trump is uh, like you said when he when he said the the um, <laughs> when he said you see how these politicians do. Well, clearly he's saying I'm not a politician, so go vote for me. <laughs> okay. Because Biden he's was saying he's a politician. Though. He's not a politician. Meaning Trump is not a politician. He, but t- because he's the president of the United States, right. he is. But he's not a politician. We know he's not, but he is. Yeah, but he's not because he clearly he's not qualified. Man, this man goes off emotion. That's all he does. He never answered any questions. Well, that's, both at, both of them, by the but way. Those are politicians, by the way. They never they're not supposed to neither. But they should. That's the point. But then after that, you block yourself from, especially now, because we're close to the um, election time. Right. So you can't say, yes, there is systemic racism in the U.S. No, he said that. Who? Didn't Biden, didn't Biden say it? Biden said that, but now Trump. Trump, Trump was never, never going to say, say nonsense like that. Trump Come will on, never man. say that. Come on, man. Come on, Trump man. Trump was never going to say that. Of course not. Of course not. So, you know, we're gonna, we'll see how it is, but... Trump's going to win, that's for sure. No, it was hilarious to watch, personally. It was, it was. Because he said, I know more about wind than you do. Pardon about me, what? y'all, pardon me, y'all, know, I'm back, I'm back. I know more about wind than you do. Yeah. He, he that shit. There was a line, there was a line that was, uh, that was hilarious that uh, Biden said. I'm the said. least racist person in this room. I was yeah. Like, You're saying that. that to a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit he, 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 said, he said that to an empty room. No, there were people in the room. He said, um, what did "No, he say? it was only like the, the the moderator, no? No, no, there was people in the back. I just that shit made me laugh because you're saying that to a black woman. No, you you know what was funny? All that is crazy. What Biden was saying that was, that made me laugh was, hey, listen, come on, you, come that, on, come yeah. on, come on. Americans didn't panic. You panicked. <laughs> he killed yeah, me on that. But one. both of them. But something um, Biden has uh, disappointed me with was the crime bill. He never really apologized for that." That's that. That was a, a low moment for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That's, he, did he did better. He did better. He had said, time. "Listen, it was a mistake," but he, was he never mistake. apologized. Is that really going to change anything? If you well, listen, own up to what you did. Listen, He's, it was a mistake. I apologize. Apologies from white people no, he, for what they did to black folks. Really? Is that, that what we're expecting cool. now? That would have been cool. Oh yeah, no, no, that's no. what you want. But I mean, but you know, no, no, no. Now the debate was funny, honestly, because I watched it on the Young Turks and like I watched it on Vice. On Vice, yeah, Vice. Okay, so you didn't watch it live. Yeah, live. On they, Vice, they had it on Vice. Yeah, you got the box, you go on Vice. Anybody who watches that, who watched that debate and comes out of it thinking that Trump is still qualified, still 
that Trump is qualified to run the United States. No still. one ever thought that he was. Then I know, but about but it's <laughs> what they, but they voted for him. So that's yeah. why I'm confused. Because they didn't and want to fuck and with And he Hillary. might still win. By the way, he might win. He might win. Because the polls is one thing, but you know, and for me, that's one thing. Like, there's this whole conversation about you know, black people need to go vote, mm. which I respect, but. They only make up thirteen percent of the population. Yeah, you've said even that if before. they go, if, if even if they go out and ma- out of masses to vote, what is that going to change? And, but there and, are, and, there and, honestly, and, I'm and, asking. And for real, it's the electoral college. It has nothing to do with the votes. <laughs> the popular vote means nothing. It's the electoral oh, college. But again, they have to. Which that, by the way, is a problem. Of course, because you're giving a lot of power to smaller states. Yes, which is not good. Exactly. Mm. So just just get rid of that and just allow and I remember Trump bashed the electoral vote initially but when he realized he won on the electoral votes then he was like oh it's the, it's a great system for I, sure I didn't it's watch. a great I, I didn't watch it's that. a great system of course it is I didn't watch it yeah 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 <laughs> the, the hand, hand gestures, gestures are hilarious honestly <laughs> y'all want to get to the real debate the real debate T.I.G.Z oh hold on, hold on I'll be back <laughs> T.I.G.Z hilarious I want T.I. Buster yeah, I, no, I want to see that smoke. Honestly. You're not. You're not seeing. You're not seeing that. Of course no. Not. I think Busta, it was. It was funny to watch them go back and forth, though. Honestly, that shit was hilarious. I'd like to see Busta against Fat Joe. I think that'd be cool. Busta, no, come on, man. Fat Joe got a catalog. Busta's winning. I mean, Fat Joe got a catalog though. Busta's winning that. But easy. But Busta Ti would be good too. Oh, I'd like to see that. And then nah, I'm not so T. sure about Busta T.I. T.I. T. I. talking about, yo, like, there's a generational gap. That's a you know, very... He tried, he tried to play you're Busta. You're barking up the wrong tree. Nah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. he tried to, to front on Busta. Yo, he, bust, yo like, he, he, tried was play, to front he was on sunning him, him a little bit. Like, like you know, no, generational we're not gap. In the same, we're not in the same lane type of shit. I was like, yo, what? Nah, that, that, was, that was insane to me. Oh, I laughed. So I who do you think would win? A who? Oh, sorry. Who you think is going to win between GZ and T.I.? Yeah. Uh, T.I. has the bigger records Naturally Like his Like His big records are big Like he was on His Rob- big records are big No but when I say big I mean like Robin Thicke <laughs> Justin Timberlake right. type big Jeezy yeah. doesn't have that In his catalog No So you know When you're comparing that But Jeezy's catalog Like he's got some of those Like just his first album It's a tough album That's a tough And also just Overall Overall I think T.I. had the I would say maybe better career. No, he's had the better career, I'll say. Mm-hmm. The longer, maybe relevant career. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeezy... Not I, to I th- say I that Jeezy's not relevant. No, 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 he but. is. But, I mean, recently, recently his albums haven't really... It hasn't connected. Buck, but, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. Just to see, like, those 20 songs, what they pick. That's what I, I, I want to It's see. not a fair match, honestly. You don't think so? No. I'd like, They're the same era. I'd like to see... T- no, that's okay, but that doesn't mean it's a fair match. Why is it not a fair match? Ti is a way bigger artist. He's a lot better. Not, and that's not even to shit on Jeezy because I'm a Jeezy fan. But Ti is that dude. Jeezy has that dude. Record. So it depends on what he plays and where he plays it. To be honest, to be honest. Yo, and Ti was even debating doing a double versus meaning go against Busta, Busta, Busta and Jeezy, and he has the catalog to go 20, 40 deep. Not not against Busta and Jeezy. You could try. You could try. You could try that. No, you, he would win probably Jeezy, but he wouldn't win Busta you're, you're, because see, you trying to you trying to front on Busta. You're not doing that. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying like put I'm your hands on my eyes. Can see. No, of course. <laughs> like Ti is does not. I don't even think he has a response for put your hands on my eyes. Can see. Well, what you know? Yeah, but you are gonna have to play that against Jeezy. 
So you're not playing that oh, twice. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. You're not playing that oh, twice. Oh, meaning, oh, uh, got you, got you. You're not playing that twice. From that standpoint, I get Yeah, you. you're not doing that. Um, I think, I'm not sure if there was anything else before we get to our guest. Khabib? Shout out to him, man. Yeah, man. Shout out. I mean, rest in peace uh, to his father, first yeah. of all. Yeah, but this dude was a beast in the octagon, man. But shout out to him. You know, he retired after his uh, fight uh, yesterday. Undefeated. Well, finished his career undefeated, 29 and 0. He's like 31, 32. Something like that. He's not yeah, that old. Yeah. So, you he know. He wanted GSP, but that's not happening. That might happen. GSP's retired. How long How long has it been since his last fight? GSP? Isn't he like 45? Mm-mm. 43. Okay. GSP is 45? No. Isn't he in his 40s? <laughs> He's not He's in his 45. 40s. He's in his 40s. Hold on. He's hold in on, his 40s. He's like 41, 42. Hold on. He's hold in, your ball, in your ballpark. I don't even think he's 40. He's 40, bro. Hold he's on, in his forties. He's like thirty nine, forty. Hold on. Keep talking. Go ahead. Well, it doesn't take that long to find the information. Uh, Damn. Jesus Christ. Let me find it. <laughs> Where are you googling that, man? Oh my. He's thirty nine. Right. No. Forty one, forty three, forty five. That's he's past his prime. That's my point. Hey, man. He's still working out. Well, okay. he's still he's still training. Doesn't matter. Okay. He said he's chill. He would so get, his, he would get his ass whooped. Huh? By Khabib, he would get his ass whooped. Whooped. Khabib's Tap a beast. out. Khabib's a beast. No, no, no. He's losing that. Khabib, Khabib is, is a, a different animal. No, this guy is a beast. That man was wrestling with bears in, during his childhood, man. <laughs> there's no, there's no conversation. This guy is fighting in it's the different. mountains. <laughs> he was fighting bears butt naked in the, in the cold, man. Remember that in Rocky the, movie? In the when, Russia. Yeah, you remember that Rocky movie when he's fighting, uh, when he's training in the mountains in Russia? No, I don't remember when that. When he faces Drago. Oh, yeah. Continue. He's, he's using the rocks. He's, he's using boulders. And all, yeah. the, all that was missing was bears, basically. Yeah, essentially. Well, he wrestled bears anyway. So. He did. <laughs> Butt-ass naked in the Russia wilderness. In the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers the are Russian crazy. wilderness. They are crazy. I'm not going to lie. He's like Wolverine. This he's, guy, a different, he's a different beast. All right, y'all. This week, we're doing something a little different. You know, we gave y'all, we gave y'all some content for the first hour. Got, got some shit off. Uh, for anything that we miss, we'll get back to that. But we have a guest this week. Mm. You know what I mean, let me get the applause going. No, wait, do I get the drop going first? Or you know what? Wait. Yeah, man, we got a guest this week. You know what I mean? Dope on the table and friends. I if we caught that. That's right. No, they didn't. didn't catch it, but you got it. Dope on the table or friends on the table. Friends on the table. Friends at the table. At the table. There you go. There you go. See, that's why you're here. The table set. I mean, okay. Table for the table for four. Uh, table for four. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that's not bad. That's All right. for four. We we gonna get to that. Um, it's a family trip. Yeah, man. Uh, I came across this guy on my timeline because I just guy. saw him. <laughs> I, well, this guy. Man, I, don't, I don't know him. I don't let know him. Let him, <laughs> let him ease into it, Alex. Relax. <laughs> I, can, I, can, Relax. I came across this I came individual. This, this individual. This guy. Individual. Yo, man. Whatever. <laughs> I came across this young man. <laughs> <laughs> on my timeline, uh, actually, uh, someone tagged him because you know he was. Um, I mean, he does a lot of shit. You know, he's he's a videographer, manager, jack of all trades. You know, he 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 does a lot with a lot of artists, some some very big names in there. Uh, when I well, we gonna get so, to, okay, we gonna get to that. Um, Ali Evergreen. Welcome, welcome. I mean, oh, no, deep voice. Welcome, God well, damn. welcome dude, to the this show. Dude, yeah, yeah. This dude got the he boys to men. Yeah, he's got voice, the bo- boys to men voice, man. <laughs> Speak against it. <laughs> by the way, we chill, by the way. We're just cracking jokes. Yeah, don't worry. Damn, man. 
You're getting bad, ladies. You got soul in your voice. <laughs> Man, you you sound bass. like the guy from uh, what's it? Allstate. Y'all don't eat the Allstate commercial. How old are you? How How old are you? I'm 22. God damn. How old are you? 22. Oh, okay. God damn. Homeboy got the uh, the Allstate nigga voice. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's, that's that's funny. Welcome to the show, man. What's good, guys? Chilling, man. Chilling. Don't be shy, by the way. No, I'm good. Yeah, he Relax. came he came through with only the polo. It's, it's not even it's not it's not hot out, man. Like nah, he's a hot dude, man. This dude oh, cooking, dude. He's cooking out Christ. There, man. He's a hot boy. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> we, we pause it. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, so welcome to the show. You know, uh, glad to have you. You know, glad to have you here and talk some. Uh, you know, talk some whatever. <laughs> talk whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um. Yeah, so you know, uh, I was just watching like everything that you do and uh, a lot of the artists that you've uh, collaborated with, and you know, uh, we came across each other's path one time. You were doing uh, "Thinking Out Loud," yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and then I started following them, and then we had we had a few conversations in DMs, you know, just random random talks. Who about slid it. first? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyways, that's funny. Focus. That's Go funny. Ahead, that's who funny. Sh- who shot? Who shot a shot first? I don't. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> But we had some conversations, and you know he's a uh, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, interesting uh, a lot of in- in- interesting uh, perspectives on uh, the local scene and everything local that's going scene. on creatively. All right, and you that's know, what's up. and he works with a lot of people, so I wanted to get him on the pod so he can uh, you know talk about what he does and and everything else. So, and introduce yourself, Ali. What it is that you do? So uh, yeah, I'm Ali Evergreen, and um, uh, it's hard to say what I do exactly, but. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm the guy with the solutions, you know, like uh, ideas guy. So I, I'm really passionate about marketing. Mm-hmm. So I do like video and rollouts, uh, motion graphics, and the content strategy. That's pretty much. Uh, to and uh, when did you start? Uh, started a long time ago. I was probably like 10 years old. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. So when I was in elementary, my grade five teacher would enter this film competition every year. And uh, basically, he asked everybody in the class to like come up with an idea, and then everybody would vote for the best idea, and we'd right. shoot it. And it so happened to be my idea, and, and basically, my idea was a, a classroom that was watching The Simpsons, and they leave for recess, and, and Bart Simpson jumps out the TV and starts wrecking the school, and then the, the teacher's blaming the kids. The kids are telling the teacher, It's Bart. It's Bart, and he's like, what are you guys talking about? They end up capturing Bart and then putting him back in the TV. So um, I ended up shooting most of it. I played Bart Simpson, so I played the main role, and then I edited the whole video, and I wrote the whole script. So my classroom was just pretty much everybody else just following the yeah, lead, yeah, filling the in, in the holes and stuff, and and playing roles. And uh, we entered the film competition, and all the the nominations for every category was going by, and then the last one was like the the best short film in Quebec, and we won that one. So, really? Yeah. Wow. So oh, from there, I was like. For her. Thank you, thank you. Did you use twelve years ago? Did you use Bart's uh, famous line? I didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So from there, I, I knew like film uh, is what I wanted to do, and uh, I think grade six, the year after, I did like a, a documentary on my neighborhood, Little Burgundy, um, yeah. with the, the, the Bergs. Yeah, with the Love Program, and then from there, I just got into video, but uh, I wanted to play basketball as well, like everybody else growing up in the hood and yeah. just like having the ball dream, but. Personally, also, yeah. you being six three. <laughs> oh, you're six three. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm six two. Six two. Yeah. Roundabout. No Tim's though. Mm-hmm. Roundabout. Yeah. So, I just was too afraid uh, to 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 try out and stuff. So I had, like a fear of rejection. 
growing up because I don't know, maybe because I was popular and everything always was like used to coming to me, so I never went out of my way to go mm-hmm. get something. So mm. I, I went on to filming my brother. Um, he was playing for Dawson that time, and then I shot my first video for him. I was following his team, and then from there, um, my video went viral when I opened my my first page and. Uh, had to use like a Big Sean uh, monologue that he, because he was, he was doing monologues for a while. Like, the, the the vlogs back in the days. Yeah, yeah we used to talk about love, we talk family. Yeah. So I, I used one of those. I think it was the family one. And then, yeah, my video went viral. Everybody thought me, I was the one doing the narrations. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. So I didn't end up getting like the biggest basketball page in Montreal for a minute uh, called Aliyup TV. And I was following a bunch of like athletes, amateur athletes. And then I got into a little bit of journalism. And eventually, I went on. I got recruited to go to Tedford Academy. So, um, Tedford Academy was like the f- the first prep school in Quebec. Mm-hmm. A coach from here went out there. Um, they thought he was crazy for doing this uh, this basketball academy. They told him it's not gonna work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, Tedford yeah. Mines. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. True. True. First, it was in a, a place called Alma. Alma, yeah. So, yeah six yeah, hours yeah. away, and then ended up coming to Tedford yeah. to be closer to Montreal. And basically, uh, Igor was taking kids from Montreal out away from girls, away from parties, yep. and, and bringing them out there in the middle of the woods and just, like, school basketball and, and bringing guys from overseas to come learn English. I think that was the main thing over there in Tedford was for the, the, the international kids to learn how to speak English before going to NCAA. Yeah. So they, they brought me over there because their first year, the team was so well with Chris Boucher that uh, they ended up getting a Nike sponsorship. So when I got there, my job was to make sure that the Nike sponsorship stays, like, renewed every year. So... Um, I got into marketing, you know, and doing by whatever, force. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doing whatever it takes to 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 make sure everything gets good and kids go off and 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 graduate and get you know, scholarships and stuff. So I was out there for a bit. Uh, that's where I learned, uh, I, you know, I want to do something more than just filmmaking. And mm-hmm. I ended up being out there for a year, but then school didn't work out. I came back here, and then I was in the music studio. Uh, switching knobs was all the yeah. way to the east. Yeah, all the French French guys. And then uh, Buds had contacted Switching Knobs to bring them to Makeway and bring both sides of Montreal into one studio to have, right, like, right. the biggest hip-hop studio there. So I spent a Make lot of time there. Makeway was the biggest hip-hop studio? At a time. At, at a certain t- point in time. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it was. Yeah, and then when they had Switching Knobs, so both sides were there, you know. Yeah. Like, so it, it was pretty much, like, the biggest, but, you know. Uh, yeah, so I spent a year there. I had my little office, and uh, I would see guys come in and were out. Were you upstairs or downstairs? Uh, I was on the main floor. On the main floor? What year yeah. was this? It was probably 2017, 16. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I was there for a short period of time, and I was just doing consulting. Like I would just like go into sessions and then telling guys, you know, redo it, redo it, because oh. everybody's just there deep with their guys and everybody's just co-signing, being yes man. And I was like the and random. You, kid. And you never got any any blowback. Like who's this? this yeah, yeah, who's yeah. this young 17 year old coming in my session? <laughs> like guys, you didn't even know. Yeah, 17. the guys I didn't know. At first, it was hot. Like, 19. But I started doing that when I was in the switching. I was in the East. So, like, at first, the guys were like, yo, who's this guy? You know, it was a bunch of French guys trying to rap in English. So I was telling them, like, yo, like, you can't say that. Do you have a name? Uh, Not Ooh. even. <laughs> <laughs> no names. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah. So basically, yeah, I did that for a year. And then uh, I ended up getting uh, one of my closest friends. He was working with Marcus Troy, and then they ended up picking me up, and I've been there for four years. It's basically with uh, Marcus Troy and Nasca Mini. Yeah. Okay, so you worked there. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, working Shout with out the guys. to Marcus and Nasca. So yeah, I'm here now. Man, this guy's jack of all trades, man. No, no he, he, he's he he's he's been through been through the ringer at a very young age. That's that's <laughs> yeah, pretty man. impressive to me. Yeah. That's dope. And uh, uh, what did you study in in school? 
Nothing. I did three weeks in Egypt, and that was, that was and then it. you bounced. Yeah, and then you were good to go. <laughs> you were ready for the world. Yeah, because Tedford was kind of interesting. Like we, we, the fact that they didn't play in the Quebec League, we were traveling every weekend, so right. like school was just it was, it was, it was hectic for me. And they wanted me to, to, they didn't want me to play on the team, but they wanted me to practice with the guys and stay yeah. in shape. And I didn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. those guys were like different monsters. Like everybody was like six six foot and above, and. And their, their their training schedule was crazy. It was six a.m. before school, yep, yep. lunchtime, and after school. Every it's basically day. like college, but without the school. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is for him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And then I was missing every every Friday. I was missing school because we we're traveling, and mm. I was like, well, damn. And I had videos to do when I was back in my dorm. So I did three weeks, and uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. And I ended up just staying in Tedford for a year, but I was just in my room, like, learning how to, like, well, being responsible because I was, like, on my own, so I was learning how to cook and stuff. And then I also learned, I was writing music and doing music at the same time, mm-hmm. just writing a bunch of stuff. And that's where I discovered, like, a few artists. And then, uh, yeah, working on my, my video skills, and that's what I did for the rest of the year. Who, uh, who were some of those uh, artists that you worked with in the beginning? Uh... Are they known or is it? No, when I was in Tedford, I was just like discovering artists, meaning like uh, like I, I discovered Tory Lanez. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. I discovered Bryson Tiller when I was there, and then I was writing for myself at that time. I was making music, and then uh, I was working with uh, this guy in Tommy Beats. He was making beats on YouTube. He was super popular, but I, f- I found out he was from Montreal, and then today he's his name is Forever Friday. Mm. And he's he's blowing up in the, in the States right now. He just got a little baby feature. And okay. Yeah, I think he's Who? Uh, Forever Friday. Okay. He's like one of the first guys to make it out of Montreal. As a producer, you mean? Uh, as or a, artist. Artist, as well. yeah. Okay. He used to be a producer, and now he's a... But when you say make it out, like he's he's permanently over there, or...? Yeah, he. I think he's he's under Universal. Signed okay, a deal. He's, on, he's on the Universal. And, uh, yeah, and he's... Forever Friday. Yeah, Forever Friday. Okay. From Montreal, went to Edmonton. Nobody was in Edmonton. You know, all the all the the shine is on him because he's carrying Edmonton on his back. But he also played the the SoundCloud game, and also on the R&B, the best thing to do is be on Escape Tracks. He got all his songs on Escape Tracks, and then they. they oh, he's R and B. He's not rap. He's nah, not hip R and B, but he's pushing the rap side because okay. his team thinks that the uh, trap is gonna be, you know, his 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 gateway. So he's doing like trap soul. Okay. Of, oh, yeah. so he's deferring to Universal essentially. You're telling me like. He's listening to what the people are telling him. Not a universal. You're saying his team, like yeah, his team. I mean, his management. I, I ended up in LA on a for a job, and then he was in he was in LA at the same time. This is when he, he was first meeting his A and R. So I went to one of the sessions, and I went as peeped on him, and you know his his manager was there, and his manager was really pushing for the the trap. So yeah, the type. trap the trap side. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a Bryson Taylor type. Of yeah, but okay. more yeah more rapping than than singing. Than singing? Yeah, yeah, more rapping than singing. Okay. So, so yeah, I'll check it out. I saw I saw um, I saw a post from like maybe a week ago, and you 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 were rattling off like all these different names and entities that you work with. Oh yeah, it's a very extensive list. Yeah. <laughs> like if I start going through this, like this, who? Uh, if we're going locally, there's a uh, Young Troy, Pretty City, uh, Ruskov, Rosavo, K Band, Sue Bills, uh, Nate Husser, MTL Lord, uh, Shrees, Ice, Spank Squire, K Goon, uh, Zena, Tylene. Uh, Trey Lamont, Hypnotic, Freaky. Then you got names like Mick Jenkins. Yeah. Um, He's from Montreal too, right? No, 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 no. Chicago, 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 Chicago. Uh, Murder Beats, No Name, 
Supreme, Cali Technus. I mean, there's there's a there's a whole bunch of Guab Dad Four Thousand. There's a bunch of names, um, and uh, a lot of these relationships, like that, mostly came from you, like just being around on the scene. Yeah, just being around. I mean, anything connected to OVO uh, mainly came from Marcus and them okay. because of their relationship with the OVO guys, and um, when they come to the city, they always check in with him, and they. They, they, when they need people for jobs and stuff, you know, they, they ask us, like, yo, can you guys provide this and that? And mm-hmm. then we, we came through, so that's for Baka, not nice. Yeah. When he, when he came to Ekal, we took care of the videos and stuff. Preem, you know, he just had their phone number, so I sent some, I made some stuff for Preem, sent it through, like, you know, like, directly. Um, and uh, Murder Beats, I mean, Murder Beats, I got a call from a guy named Kobe, a producer in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Kobe calls me, he's like, uh, uh, Ollie, do you know any videographers? And I was like, bro. You're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, like I, I shoot video, you know? He's like, all right, well, we need you in 30 minutes. And I was like, damn. I was there with my camera, and I just got up, and I went. And then we spent time at Il Sonique. Yeah, he was doing Il Sonique. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, and that was, that, was, that was a dope day. And, um, yeah, we did some weird stuff, like Murder Beats. It made me eat crickets with him. Like, that was like, like uh, random. Eat crickets. Yeah, there was, like, <laughs> food backstage, and, yeah, we are just messing around. But he also brought out K-Goon and K-Goon yeah, he and performed that. for me. That, yeah. was, uh, that was, like, three years ago, right? No, it was, like, last last summer. Last summer? Okay, so Nick, yeah, yeah. Okay. K-Goon was right in the lab with, with Murder uh, Murder Beats when he comes down here. Yeah, um, but, yeah, three, three years ago, like, yeah, that's when K-Goon first linked up with Murder, and they, they got a record together. Yeah. Yeah. And because um, I had something um, as far as like because you don't just do like the videography, you also do like a manager work. You do all that too. Like you work yeah. with uh, Pretty City, right? Yeah, working with Pretty and, and Troy. Um, I'm not the manager per se, but I'm like an extra ear, you know, like consultant. I'm, yeah, for me, I I think every artist what they should do is just only focus on the music. So I agree. Yeah, right now I'm just I trying agree. to get them to lock in and. And also just like be able to do what they have to do. And on my end, I'm like thinking about strategies, video content, and then because I'm the one thinking now, my brother is the one taking the pictures and videos when we're hanging out and like getting mm-hmm. the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um when uh, because they used to be a group Frat Boys back yeah. in the day. So were you at that time around that circle when they got that song that got played on OVO uh, radio? Nah, that was yeah, it was two thousand sixteen. Yeah, something like that. Uh, fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Nah, I wasn't even okay. I saw it. I was, uh, you know, I, I I saw that moment, but I wasn't. Nah, I started working with Troy like it's probably been like seven months now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, through his cousin, and uh, yeah, his cousin was like trying to. Oh, uh, he started. He said he was gonna start dropping music again. So I was doing like small artwork and mm-hmm. then. You know, it was like a, it was hard at first. You know, he didn't want to like give up the records because he was scared of stuff getting leaked and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, slowly build up, and now we we hang out like, like multiple times a week at the studio, and we're just like thinking about records and, you know. Do you feel he's a better producer or a better rapper? Uh, I think he's a very good artist. Um, because he also has the songwriting credits. Um, True. Yeah, for a record that he did on Scorpion. So yeah, in terms of like, I think he's a. I think he's a great artist, actually. Great answer. Yeah. You talked about, um, you talked about, uh, you know, you handling like all the the extra shit, and the artists can just focus on being artists. Because we had that conversation yeah. where we're talking about like, you know, artists wanting to do everything now, and we kind of felt like, or maybe you could you could speak to that, like how maybe like the artistry suffers because they want to do all at once instead of just focusing on the music. Yeah, man. It- 
suffer for sure. Like I know a guy that's been sitting on the album for like years because here, yeah. Okay, just like what are you doing? Being perfectionist and like trying to think of everything, and then and it's been like yeah, it's been more than five years, and to finally, and he's making new records, so he's replacing songs, and oh lord, and he finally just scrapped the whole thing. So, you know, after five years of knowing the guy, then he scraps it because he was just too focused on how it has to look and how it has to be. Mm. And not having an actual team or not letting people in to to to, to see the vision for him, it, it just yeah he he got caught up in his own mind and you know ends up dropping the whole thing. So, so um, he never dropped him. No, not even new music. He dropped new music. Okay, but, but not that project that he was working on. Nah, which to you probably was dope as at the time. Uh, uh yeah, here, yeah. I mean, I don't want you to burn <laughs> your bridges and things like that. So no, 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 <laughs> we didn't even give any names, so <laughs> right, it's not right. like he's. No, nah, I wasn't. I wasn't really a fan, you know. And I, I told him straight up, and like uh, he always respected when he sent me records, and I tell him like, "Now nah, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling that." Oh, okay. You know. Oh, I, he listens to you, like. Yeah, but I is mean, it tries to listen? <laughs> tries, okay. Yeah. But is it mostly? Um, you say that you, you know, you, you you speak to a lot of artists from the east and the west. Obviously, yeah. So is it more the guys out the west who reach out, or the guys out in the in, on the on the east side? I have to say, for now, is the okay. So the east side. I reach out to management, so I talk to other people to get to people. So if I'm when I'm dealing with Kenny Q with Shreez yeah, and them, right. I'm talking to PC, their manager. Yeah. If I'm talking to Subils and them, K Bands, I'm talking to PO. Right. And if I'm talking to Pretty City, I'm talking to Nick and the guys. They're closer to them. I oh, mean, so okay. So these guys yeah. have management. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. And on the, the 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 west side is yeah, it's more like artist to artist like. But uh, now people are starting to have like managers, like you teams, know, yeah, teams and stuff. Like Zayna has like a, a pretty decent team. Um, Yoko, her best friend's manager now. Then they have uh, Dam, who makes all her clothes. So every time she's shooting something, like she has like original pieces on. Right. And then they have another person, uh, Vanessa, that's just taking care of just anything. You know, like they got a they got a, a sponsorship from IMG. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like. These are little things that, like, you know, people in the teams are, like, sending out emails and, and, and securing these bags for them. That's what's up. An opportunity, so it's great. What would you say, because you've worked with artists uh, from the U.S. as well, correct? Yeah. Uh, have you noticed a difference in terms of how the artists in the U.S. operate versus how the, 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 the artists from Montreal operate? Is there, like, do you see a major difference? Well, what I have to say about that is, like, when I work with people, like, in the U.S., uh, it's, like, for events and stuff, so I'm not really like there to build anything with them, except for like Mick Jenkins, no name, because mm-hmm. they're a team from Montreal, so they're like Montreal guys taking care of like artists out in the states, but also like I'm not there for the process because okay. Mick is like recording out there, out but there, okay. but like, um, but like for what I know, when I met Mick and stuff, like he's just super cool, you know, super chill, like everything's intact, and like you know, I feel like here sometimes it's hard to deal with people. Here, why, you, why, yeah. why do you think that is? I don't know. Everybody's just like in their own little competition, and and they feel like time slipping away. Like I have artists that hit me up, and because they haven't been active for like months, and they're telling, I hear this multiple times. Like I feel like I'm losing my fame, or I'm losing my fame. Yeah, like, <laughs> the clout. Like you mean the clout? Yeah, right. their names not meaning right. they don't. They're not putting out enough content. Yeah, and they feel like they're losing something, but you're not losing anything. And I, somebody in my the office was like watching a a guy that was on Twitch and the mm-hmm. guy on Twitch he was saying that like um you don't gain fans when you're live, you know? You only gain fans when you're like offline. And like that stuck to me, you know? So when people were saying like 
oh, like I'm losing my clout, I'm losing my fame. It's because they're not being active. They're mm-hmm. not doing anything when they're not, you know, dropping. You know, where's your photos? Where's the press photos? Or just mm-hmm. content on the regular, you know? Would you attribute that to the fact that we don't necessarily have a uh, rap or hip-hop, so to speak, or even our own media? The fact that we don't necessarily... Because in the U.S., if you put things yeah. in perspective, they have their own radio shows. They have their own radio stations. They have even uh, Revolt TV, for example. So True. it's easier to get yourself out there. Whereas here, uh, because we don't have necessarily a media for that type of uh, of content, it's harder for them to stay in the news cycle, so to speak. Do you think that plays a factor at all? Yes and no. Like, yes, we don't have a radio... They don't want to play us on the radio. They mm-hmm. don't want to play us in the clubs. We don't have billboards and digital mm-hmm. things out in the streets. When people walk, you see like, oh, this right. new song coming on. But I also feel like the internet doesn't let anybody down. Like, mm. you know, if you're popping, like if you put out something and the internet messes with you, like the internet is going to make sure that you get where you need people to be. People get recognized. You're right. yeah. Playing the radio game is like, that's not that's not even so a you thing think, anymore. So it's you don't think thing. the radio game here in Montreal is necessary? You think we could really accomplish what we're looking for by the internet, just by social media and the internet. internet? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think we could. I mean, Toronto did it. I mean, I know that Drake plays a big factor, but they also, I feel like Toronto, on their end, they also got their names buzzing based on beefs and, and people tapping into, like, you know, who's talking about what and then trying to learn the culture, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's why everybody's, like, talking. But Toronto it's very uh, 2012 Chicago-esque. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very also, Toronto is also very more open to the American market compared to here. I mean, so, like like you said about Chicago, like, I was in the studio with somebody in Montreal that's from Toronto, and he kind of said the same thing. He said that when Drake brought uh, King Louis to Toronto... And did the whole like signing him to OVO. That's what opened the doors to like the guys in Toronto starting to make noise because now they felt like there was a co-sign from Chicago, mm-hmm. and then everybody started tapping into that culture and trying to like use Do the drill, same, drill songs yeah. and start. And, yeah, use King the same. Uh, I feel like that's recent. King Louis. Yeah, that was like eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. So wait, but wait. Okay, so King Louis came to Toronto to do a song with Drake? No, apparently King Louis was signed to OVO at some point. I do not remember that. Yeah. Well, he had like a, a co-sign from Drake or he brought okay, him over. Yeah. Okay. And like, because again, the Chicago scene was very popular. And okay. like a lot of... At the time, yeah. At the time. And like a lot of people started gravitating towards that that imagery, that sound. Like a lot of the videos you see But was Drake from Drake that. at the time? But uh, Drake, well, yeah. the, the only song he did in Chicago was Us, which was a Little Reese song. He did a remix, Little Reese, and then uh, Rick Ross was on that song too. That was a while back. Yeah, yeah that was a long time. But yeah, people are, yeah, so his theory was that like since the whole King Louis Drake, like it opened the doors to like people in Toronto wanting to be like the guys in Chicago mm-hmm. because they got that cosign. And then the whole like violence and all that stemmed from there, you know. It was, mm-hmm. like, it was a decent theory and... Uh, you know, I stuck with that too, and I, I look back to like you know Drake also co-signing guys in Toronto. So mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. other guys are like, "Why are you co-signing them?" Yeah, and yeah, then right, right, they're right. making noise. And then after you know, we're tapping to all the neighborhoods, and then in that neighborhood, there's press up. And then after you see all the guys around press, and then you you're starting to figure out and 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 find out different people along the way. And now to the point where now we know everybody in Toronto. And so you uh, think that's possible to do the same thing here? I mean. Uh, well, because Montreal doesn't have an it guy. 
So it's yeah. that cosine isn't really going to exactly. ring off like a drink. No, but wait, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because you work with a lot of artists, so I'm yeah. curious to know as, like, what, what does, what's missing? I mean, uh, see... From the Montreal scene to have, let's say, at least one guy to make it. Because if we have one person, yeah. from that point, it's naturally... This guy's you, you would expect right. everybody else to have an opportunity, at least. Yeah, exactly. So, for but when it comes to, like, comparing it to Toronto, I wouldn't want to... No, no, just, uh, yeah. just Montreal. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to take that route, because I would say, like, people have to live by their words and start, like, beefing and then... Right, right, right. Because Toronto's yeah. scene is, is very much based in, like, the violence around yeah. it. Montreal yeah, but, doesn't have that. Really? Okay, that's fine. But I'm saying, let's say we take the because he works for Montrealers. So I just want to know if you look at the Montreal scene, what do you think is missing for someone to make it? Let's say an English artist to make a big record. Oh, what's that? A big record? Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not going to matter if a French guy does it because it, it doesn't help the English scene at all. You know, like because yeah, we're we're the only French speaking province right. here, and then after there's France and then Europe somewhere. But it's the not world gonna, is in English, yeah. so. Exactly. So I think it needs somebody on the English side to have a big enough record for us to start like having do, open that door. Do you like um because I don't like that. I don't like it when English acts do songs with French acts in regards to that. I don't like yeah. it personally. Yeah, we spoke about that um cuz uh I think it, it it's a detriment to the English artists because the French guy is, yeah. you know, he's catering to, you know, the fan base, whatever it is. Yeah. But, and also, I think they're just doing it just to get views on YouTube. Yeah, it's very local. It's very local. It could help locally, but it doesn't do much right. afterwards. But, like, there's some records that I really enjoyed, like when Pretty and EZS linked up. And, mm -hmm. But I feel like Pretty City is the one that's always bringing those nice records for the French English. He did it with Lost as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it really helps in... You know, I tried to get Sue Bills and Spang Squire on the track, but then P.O. told me, like, nah, like, we're not trying to do the French-English. And, and that's where I got to see his side of it. He's like, yeah, that, I don't I don't believe in that, you know? Yeah, me neither. But mm -hmm. I, I see your point. Well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really yeah. make sense. Guys just want to collaborate and try, right. to, try to tap cool. into yeah. different markets. It's they cool. just want the more, they yeah. just want eyes. I, at I the think end it's just the numbers, yeah. They just, just want eyes. Yeah, just I mean, eyes. it's cool for the market. But if you're really trying to make it on a global scale, because French is really, there's not that many French-speaking people outside of Montreal, it, it limits your vision. Yeah, but also, it, sometimes it's not, um, me, musically, it's not dope to me. Okay. There's not a lot of records when they mix English. It's confusing. And, it's it's yeah. not the same. It's not you don't the same. Get, you don't actually get, like, you don't, that you person. Don't, you don't that's our perspective, by the way. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't catch the essence sometimes where they do that. I think it's just like a... Like I said, a view grab or try to get you know just yeah. trying to but get some records know. are cool. Some, some I, are cool. I understand but it. I yeah, mean, you I know, you because I, I I speak both languages. But if let's say I send it to somebody in the US, be no, like, it, yeah, it, right, it, it falls flat. Mean, whatever. It falls flat. I mean, they they might say, "Yo, that French dude, I don't know what he's saying, but I like how he's flowing." Yeah, you know, I mean, even then, even then, I mean, come on. Do you think um, do you think Montreal has that? Uh, it person already here or is he still developing or have we not yet to see him still developing or her still developing um like i, I made a post like a few weeks back of uh, like the timeline of the, the the big hits that english artists have done in montreal mm. but also realized that there are big songs locally but they're not big enough to like make an impact and what were some of those songs of montreal. what were some of those songs some of the songs uh so 2014 was um pretty city troy 
Jug, and mm-hmm. then 2015 was All My Dogs. That's like the first where everybody's like, oh, shoot. That's Fat Boys. Yeah, Fat yeah. Boys. Yeah. And then, yeah. So Young Troy did the All My Dogs uh, as a solo record. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then 2016, that's when K Goon did 100 Bands. And 100 then Bands, yeah. Yo, we, that song we, yeah. was. That was ringing Yo, off. That yeah. was. We saw smash. the impact of that. I, I thought, that, I thought. That's a dope record. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. going to. Yo, it's a off. dope record. He had yeah. the Nori co sign. Yeah. And, and all then, that. There was two other songs d- during 2016. There was a. There was a what's his name J Six and Ginino. They had a, but they were like French kids trying to make music in English. But it really like hit off on the the east side of Montreal. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the last song that was on. But then 2017 was I think uh, Goonie Gang with Goonie Gang with Kigoon yeah. again. Yeah. Third work and the, the video was crazy too. Like that concept of the. You whole did that video? No, I didn't do that. Okay, that was Sam, one of my tops. 2018. Uh, 2018, I forgot who it was. Forgot who, but okay, yeah. 2018 was a was a was a Mike Shab big bag. Okay, yeah, that, that was a big song. And then 2020, Rosalvo, Rosalvo, no, no limit was like this is the song of this year. You you feel like that's the, that's the, the the song of the year on the English side? It's the only song that did numbers. That you know, Rosalvo, yeah. I would probably go. But what about the? I would probably go with that one. But what about the impact? Because now numbers. We know what numbers like numbers it's okay like but i mean do you feel like it, it like it really generated an impact at least within the city i mean yeah honey bands you know that that i mean impact all my dogs you no, know no, what no, I mean? yeah no, impact no, the more recent songs it's hard to it's hard to gauge with the recent songs uh yeah, well, would you say no limit from rosalvo it made an impact everywhere i went on Sna- uh, snapchat i saw somebody just playing that and the whole bbb beep, like they got caught up in that yeah but, uh, also with the scammer culture. Like exactly, this. yeah. And it, it really shine, shine, shed light on that. But uh, people like reached out to me. They're like, yo, like, I had this one guy in my comments like, yo, you, you know, talking about Nate Hudson. I'm like, yes, I understand, you know. But for me, I know that Nate makes music beyond his environment, mm-hmm. which is uh, the better position. But I feel like... What do you mean beyond his environment? Meaning not just in Montreal or... I'm meaning like there's a certain crowd that listens to Nate Hudson's show. Yeah, he has yeah. his niche. It's yes. not necessarily street music. No, it's no. not. It's more like... Eclectic. I, yeah, to white people, like yeah. indie yeah, no. stuff. <laughs> like, no, no, it's true. It's, it's true. Yeah, yeah nobody on the French side... Not, not, when I said, people got mad when I said nobody on the French side listened to him like that, but like... It's true. You know, they I, don't, don't. I don't think the guys on the, on the French side in the hood are listening to him like that. No, they don't. But... And what I said was like, for somebody to blow, be able somebody's able to make an impact locally and then beyond their environment. But right. Nate's on one side, and guys like K Goon are like on the other side. Yeah, you know, not to say that K Goon's not making music that could be globally impacted, but I feel like there's so many sometimes so many Americans doing a certain type of music that it might get lost in yeah. that. You yeah. know, so it would need somebody something a little bit more original. And I feel like Kagun slowly reaching there, and like um, Choi is reaching there. And, but if I would have to say somebody that's gonna be the first to really give us the record that we want, it might be Pretty City, in my personal opinion. Pretty City. Yeah. What about on uh, the female side? Because you're working with a lot of uh, uh, female uh, Thailand rappers yeah. and and uh, you work singers. with Naya Lee. Because there's a big movement of of of, uh, of women uh, artists now yeah. that they're really like coming up. Like yeah, and you're exactly. working with most of them. You you just did some work with Sagamin recently. Yeah, Sagamin. Like, uh, yeah, I I wanted to like do a whole new like alias and and shoot for women exclusively because mm-hmm. like, um, people say that I you know the way I I work with women is very like uh, I make them comfortable and unique. stuff like that, and it's unique and 
I, I really bring the vision that they want, and I feel like the women are more prepared, and like they have more storyboards and mm. treatments a of better, how better yeah. work ethic. Yeah, the work ethic. Yeah, but like I would have to say, like more the vision, you know, oh, like, the vision. they yeah, know what yeah. what they what they want to yeah, like exactly. the people to see. Okay, yeah. visually. Yeah, yeah, it's more okay, ideas. Okay, okay. They got the look already. They yeah. got the okay. video already. Okay. You know? yeah, I feel like guys like because they know to that keep it simple. Their song is gonna like like yeah. ring off. They're just gonna be like, yeah, let's just do it at the park. Yeah, it's just, yeah, easy. <laughs> Rent out, rent out the condo, yeah. get the Airbnb, homies, Airbnb, get a couple garage, girls, yeah, couple right. girls. That's it, you know. Go what do you think look. about that? As a matter of fact, don't as you get a, don't you get tired of doing all yeah, the, right. all, all the same videos? Right. I don't get tired because for me, when I'm in that situation, I'm like, okay, I'm just shooting. But and, and but time I'm, out. Don't you say, okay, guys, I have an idea. Yeah. Do you intervene? Do you do you give a little bit of your guys, creative vision, guys? Let's do something different. How about this? It's and rare. do they look at you like the fuck you talking about? It's rare. Um, like you have to pay me for me to come give you ideas. I know that, you know, a lot of mm. for like because when I work with Spang, Spang, I'm like, okay, this is the treatment. This is what we're gonna do. When I work with Troy, I'm like, this is my ideas. What we're gonna do? Like certain people, I, I'm gonna they give, listen to you. I'm gonna give my input and say like, but most of the time, like I have a random person in my DM that's like, yo, I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, if you want to do that, we're gonna do this, you know. And because uh, anything else or more than that is gonna you know, I need to charge you a different rate. Oh, got you. And okay. I, I, I've been underpaying myself for a long time just to be a part of the culture and, and, and give back and see, like, younger guys, you know, get up and, you know. So it's sometimes I just let, I let it be. Like, like LKS on, on the French side, a young kid, and he's probably, like, he's 17 now. Like, when I, well, the first video I did with him, we went to, <laughs> we went to, he, he made me come to this condo building, and, and basically what he did was, like, go to every single door until one opened and then we shot a video there but I didn't know until he told you Whoa, time out, time <laughs> after the fact that's hilarious time out rewind 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 so what you went into a, a condo complex I fuck yeah. with that and he knocked on every door <laughs> now he just opened he just like tried, oh he was trying to open yeah, any try, door try every door knob until one opened and then oh, we just shot a video really yeah wow so it was like a, a apartment under renovations and we just did it like that and then we went in and out and that was pretty much it you jeez know? and and you knew and you learned after the fact that I, I learned during you know but oh, during, okay. i always took risks for videos and it's it's fun sometimes but yeah there's a little yeah, thrill yeah, associated yeah, but, <laughs> yeah i've been in a situation guys kick doors like just to make videos in certain places or guys are doing craziness or like you know the typical putting guns at me and stuff like that but uh i don't know none of that stuff really affected Damn. me no, yeah, man. It's fun sometimes. You haven't done the video in the gas station like everybody else nowadays? The gas station. station. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all doing that, like Pop Smoke. Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on, man. They keep on doing that now. Oh, you've done that already? Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the locations. As far as, far as your day-to-day, what, what do you listen to, like, on, on a day-to-day? Yeah, what I listen to, uh, pretty much my, my, my same rotation, man. I listen to a lot of A-Boogie. Um, I'm a big fan of Drake, but I don't listen to Drake on every day. Like, I really listen to... Like a boogie, and I listen to a lot of local artists from different places. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy named Young and Fly from New Jersey, uh, is a brown guy, but uh, recently he dropped a hundred. He he dropped a hundred song album. A what? A hundred song, song album. album. And he called the the album one hundred. A hundred song album. Okay. Yeah. okay. Is he's, it thirty he's, minutes. He's re- he's really trying to run up the There's numbers. There's a bunch of oh, interludes. Yeah. I think he has like half a million like streams. No, he has like you know he has like a fifty. 50 million or 500 million streams in total, like all the songs, because every time he drops a project, it's like 30 and plus. And 30 minutes, 30 songs and plus? Yeah, 30 songs and plus, and he drops like once a month. Mm. Yeah. It's flooding the uh, 
That's flooding not the market. flooding. Playing, playing, playing the numbers game. I yeah, mean, that's not even flooding. Not necessarily, because you're saying he's up and coming. He's not established. He's up and coming. He's a producer as well, so he's getting a lot of like placements, placements for different okay. stuff, like Wife and Lucci. Like, and he's also like he has writing credits too. I saw like he had writing credits on a song for Tiara Wack. Okay, like, that was interesting for me because he makes like like trap music. His, his music is far away from what she's doing, so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. Well, you see that sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, now he has a child, so I guess he's just doing what he has to do to oh, to provide. Know, to, yeah, Listen, to provide. Man, run up them numbers, man. Damn, I get it. A hundred. <laughs> I get it. Album. Because if because if because if uh, a million streams is the equivalent of what three thousand something. Yeah. You running up five hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, get your money. So you're not a music uh, video director per se. It's uh, you just shoot the video. I want to. Okay. But right now I'm just playing the the camera operator game, but I'm um, slowly moving into directing videos and stuff, but I'm just trying to do way less because quarantine, I put myself in like a major hole of just like taking everything. Okay. And then it was very profitable. But it's a then, lot of work. And then, yeah, it stressed me out. Yeah. And then I, I, I lashed out and I, I did a little bit of refunding. I was like, you know, forget this. And, you know, and then now I'm back to like, a few projects left. Once I'm done with that, then I'm just gonna take everything slow. Probably shoot like once or twice a month. And mm-hmm. Bigger, bigger projects. Mm-hmm. More time into it, but I'm also trying to start a YouTube channel to to help for the marketing and the music industry. Yeah. But do you prefer um, obviously doing videos and you know the whole concept is very very dope. But do you prefer also artist consulting? Yeah. Is that something that you you still want to tap into? Yeah, I love it. Even though nobody listens, yeah, they don't listen. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But That's true. Yeah. They don't want to listen because yeah. they feel like you yeah. know I got the answers. But I feel like like I read this in like uh, this article, you know, that everybody asks questions just so they could validate their initial idea, you know. So mm. people ask you for advice just so they could be like, yeah, my idea is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Does your age ever factor in sometimes in these type of situations? Like, oh, who's who's this young guy giving me advice regarding? I mean, I don't go on my way to talk to anybody, so, okay. you know. Um, because you were saying at make way that you would yeah. go into people's sessions. Yeah, then they're like, yo, who's this guy? But then, At this point, you made, you know, you made your name in the game, so they come to you, it's not you. Like, Yeah, then it, then it flipped around, you know. But okay. also at make way, most of my time, I was, I was with MT Lord, so MT Lord was younger than me. Right. And uh, yeah. I did this whole, we did this whole album together, and I, it was many nights in the studio, and then, you know, just recording stuff and, like, I'm just fixing minor details or, like, telling him to add syllables and stuff because a lot of, like, technical things that people don't understand, like, mm-hmm. they're trying to get a sentence across but they're missing a syllable or they're missing a word but they don't they don't see it, you know? They're they don't just, get it. Yeah. yeah, they're just trying to put the line that they wrote on paper and it has to go there but it's not working, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I also dealt with a lot, you know, being a make-way and stuff, you know, artists, you know, taking drugs and stuff and recording stuff and then when they're sobered and they realize oh man what, the, what was I even saying <laughs> shit is trash or, or, or even starting beefs in their lyrics you know not without without knowing you know and then after it becoming problems and stuff so that you know Make Way is, it was, it was hectic some guys would come to Make Way and, and pay for everybody to get out the studio because they needed to feel safe and oh yeah yeah, yeah. I've heard that yeah. I've heard that I've heard that story as well a lot of a lot yeah. of artists would be like yo you know, I yeah. want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to keep safe right here because uh, that place, that place, that it was good, but it was also an issue because a lot of if, a lot of hoods went there that exactly. should, weren't fucking with each other, especially during that. Um, I don't know if you were there at the time when uh, when Mano came to town. 
and uh, oh, he yeah. had he had he had locked the the main the main room, yeah. and you know he did that whole thing that scam in order to get people to to do songs and things like that. So I don't know if oh, you were man. there at the time, but that that we were supposed to, at the time I was working with Belo the Kid, and okay. you know I was we we had paid to do a feature with him. He said okay, so I said yo, so let's go to the studio. I, I'm from the old school, like you went there and yeah. Hey, I'm such and such. Let's do this music, but he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, just send the money, and then he'll send uh, the he'll send the, the the sixteen or whatever it was." And yeah. but there was a bunch of people at the studio though. There was um, there there was uh, I forgot his name. He used to do um, what's his name? The guy from uh, Flawless. Okay, Flawless. Flawless, yeah. Flawless, and uh, you know there were a bunch of people. So it was uh, sometimes it was quite dangerous at times because a bunch of people who weren't supposed to be there were there. Yeah, exactly. And I was there at nights. I was there overnight, you know. I, I think I spent the most time at Makeway during a certain period, you know. Because, like, yeah, Buds was the type of guy, like, at a certain time, he's going home. He's yeah, resting sure. up, you know. But I was there overnight. I was spending four days straight, you know, like. So learning. you were the engineer as well? No, I was I was in my own little space, my own little room. But I, that's where I was learning how to do uh, animation. So oh, okay. when I was taking the Metro, I was seeing all the little ads and stuff. I was like, yo, I want to learn that. So I really trapped myself in a room in Makeway and just, like, had my computer and I was learning and. Like I said, I was doing like four nights, no shower, Damn. drinking coffee <laughs> for the first time, and eating Domino's. It was next door. Yep, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I remember those days. We used to record that. That's yeah. what. And yeah, and just sleeping on the desk or sleeping against the wall, like on the chair. You know, it was, it was crazy. But I really like forced myself to learn, and then uh, you know, now today uh, I do the animations and stuff, and it put me in a in a good position because. Like, once again, I didn't know I needed the animation until the quarantine happened mm -hmm. when everybody was trying to move to digital. And I did my first project, you know, for Sue Beals' album. And I ended up giving him, like, 13 pieces of content for him and the team. And then we rolled you it out. by animation? Like, every song has a... So we, like a promotional content that yeah, but I've I, seen that a lot now as yeah. far as you know, like they're moving slightly or exactly or things yeah. like that. Oh, okay. But I did the artwork, I did the track list, I did the you know coming soon and uh, the the out nows, like those type of things, or okay. even all the visualizers for every single song. You know, we try to work on a lyric video. We try to do a lot of things, like even like a call to actions, like follow me on YouTube, follow me on this that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. All these pieces, I just made them all, sent them through. We had like giveaways that we did those as well, and from there, I feel like that's where I really locked myself in with most of the city. Because before I was doing the the Mick Jenkins and the murders and all that, mm -hmm. but that was more like based on relationships and the people around me. But working with all the artists in Montreal came from the quarantine. Like it was super recent. Like being able to work with Troy and them, everything has been recent, and it all stemmed from like people seeing what Sue Bills did as his debut project and being like, "Yo, who did that?" And reaching out to me, and then now I'm in. He signed the blockchain, right? Yeah, right. Okay. That's a that's a that's a. I'm I'm interested in that label because it's it's an independent label. They got some names. They got K Vance, Rosalvo, yeah. some bills. So that's a that's a pretty good roster. I'm I'm interested in that label. Sean uh, Sean JL. Um, and they have producers, right? Golden Child's there, and then they have a bunch of producers. Hyp yeah. Hypnotic, um, Lens Dupree. Those guys are getting big records, big placements in Europe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a market in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Talk about talk about your work ethic because you just you know you're 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 going down like this whole list of things like all these different places that you've you basically owned your craft. But before that, like how how like you know maybe your upbringing brought that sense of like yo I gotta I gotta do this like yeah, yeah. I mean that comes from your parents or is that more so just a, an innate thing? Yeah, my mom was a single mom and my mom came to Canada when she was 14 by herself and built her life. You know so. 
you know, the independence and, like, you know, just making it happen stem from, you know, her just being like that. And uh, I have a twin sister. My twin sister is more of the school. Mm-hmm. My, my twin sister is also working, like, three jobs. And then my older sister, DJ, um, some of you guys may know her, uh, Lady Savage. She goes, as, her name is Peaches. Um, don't know. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she's a, yeah, she's a DJ and she, you know, she... She left school early too. She's like fifteen. Became a DJ and like just learned from guys like the Blaster was mm-hmm. like well, some of our mentors and like Tootie. Tootie Flores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the story. Uh, I think the story from my mom told me like when my mom came here. She was like cleaning houses and stuff, and she was like you know cleaning Tootie's house and stuff, and that's where like he started like you know seeing my sister as a little kid and you know like giving her records and stuff and like okay. you know that's how we. What's name? Your her DJ name. Uh, Lady Savage. Lady, Lady Savage. Okay. Yeah. And how old is she? She's like, in like almost forty. Yeah. Almost. Okay, 40. she's yeah. a lot older. Yeah. You said forty? Almost. Yeah, so. almost, almost. Never heard of. Her. She does hip hop or she does like a. Uh, she's a in. She's in the dance hall scene. Oh, she's dance hall mostly. Dance hall uh, mostly dance hall. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, but she also like does the hip hop and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she does mostly like West Indian parties. Uh, sure, yeah. uh, parties. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Who does someone like you look up to? Uh, someone like me look up to uh, guys like Sycamore. Um, Sycamore. Fortunately, fortunately enough, I I met him this year. Oh yeah. Uh, or last year, we had dinner together. You didn't um, cop some wallabies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he came all the way to Montreal. It's not the same Sycamore. To sit down. <laughs> Slay, slay is crazy. That's not the same sickle boy. <laughs> okay, I know, I know. But yeah, you know, I, 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 I was watching a lot of interviews from him, and you know, to, 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 he came out to yeah to Montreal just to have dinner with me and the team. And oh, that's what's up. Um, that's cool. Yeah, he came to see Marcus and them, and you know, I was, I was, I was able to to be there at the table and like, ask him all the questions I wanted to ask him mm-hmm. from all the interviews he had and stuff. And uh, yeah, he gave me a lot of good advice. For those of you who may not know, Sycamore is like a big A and R. Yeah, head A and R at the Interscope. Yeah, and uh, started off as a DJ. Yeah, D- uh, he, well, he had the he had like mixtapes. He was selling mm-hmm. mixtapes yeah. in the out in, in New York, mm-hmm. and became a yeah A and R. And then he's also like taking care of like Cactus Jack, which is yeah. Travis Scott's label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and uh, yeah. I, what are your thoughts on uh, Travis Scott and like all all that he's doing? I don't really follow Travis Scott, but I know he's doing. Like he's doing great things, and the way that did they, you see the the PlayStation the PlayStation Five uh, promo? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about content, eh? Yeah. I didn't see the promo. Is there? Oh, you didn't see it? I, I know. I know that he got a, a like. A, they used the commercial. Which, um, what was it? Was it for the the TDK the sound the when he's sitting at the the, the THX sofa. you mean THX yeah the whole sound and. And then anyway, they used it. The, they used an old type of a. Commercial I think. I think. I think he's gonna have a role as like a creative director, for like something. Something at, that yeah, he's doing at with PS5. Sony. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it. So yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like Travis and like yeah, his team sick and all them. They're like super calculated, you know. Like Travis always kept the theme of the amusement parks and stuff all throughout his career, and then Astro World was like, you know, the big one that he really, you know, he was building up for like rodeo, all that yeah. stuff, like. You know, it's a shame mm-hmm. that he didn't win. You know what he was trying to win and during. If you guys saw the documentary and all that, you know. Oh, the, yeah. the the Grammy. Yeah, you know, but like you see the work he put in and the the, the constant theme, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's why I really appreciate. You know, like, and I feel like him, Drake, super calculated those guys, and you know, all their moves are like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they, and they all revolve revolve around like their brand. Exactly. It's never off brand for 
for none of their moves. And that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to bring to an artist, but I feel like I have to lock in with one person. Like I, yeah. I'm unable to You do can't it. do that yeah. with five people. Yeah. You have to lock in with no, one that's person. That's hard. And you need to be with someone who believes in well, what, you, say, what listen, you have to say right. in your yeah. vision as well. Exactly. Or else But also have a vision. Yeah. And also have a talent. Like that's another problem. Like you know, people could want to work with me. Everybody, a lot of people want to work with me, but it's like, yo, yeah, they don't <laughs> have the talent for it. you know, I don't have the energy for that, man. Like, you know, I'm not trying to go around circles. Or when's the last time you said no to somebody? Yo, right now it's been it's every day now. <laughs> every day. Oh, everybody's your 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 phone and DMs is crazy. Artists I, sending you my DM request is like like over 50 messages. I haven't even asked okay, but wait, but wait, but wait, not just a no because let's say you don't have the time. Let's say like a no because like you went and checked and like nah, you trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a different story, you know. But a lot of people that are just not up to par, I tell them like, yeah, I ain't got time. I'm just overbooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Are there artists in Montreal besides Pretty and all these guys that you say, you know what, I want to fuck with these guys? You know. I, yeah, I, I mess with uh, I mess with Nate heavy, you know. Like every time Nate dropping something, I contribute, mm-hmm. you know, to like the the small rollouts, the call to actions. Um, like I said, in my I had an interview with the warm up, and they, you know, they're trying to give me my top five. Like, who's your top five? And you know, I said like overall artist, somebody that I feel like is very complete is somebody Nate. Like as far as the look goes, mm-hmm. as far as his character and the music, you know, like a lot of people have like. Probably the music, but then you know they have no presence or, you know they they're not active. And I feel like Nate is like one of the guys that have like all of those pieces. You know right. he's he's out there. Um, yeah, who else? I, I don't know who else is really. I mean, Zayna's like that too. Um, you like Tylene Johnson? Yeah, Tylene. Uh, you know, I mean Tylene. Like we have a personal relationship. Like uh, you know when I did that first basketball video, like her. The guy that she's been with for like over ten years, like he was a part of that. So like I felt like, and I also she was playing basketball at that time too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I got to do the video with her, you know, it just like for me it was like a full circle. Like, it's a different type of relationship yeah. with you and Tylene. Yeah, like I, you know, we we grew up together. We, you know, always been supporting each other. And right. then, uh, yeah, she was the first album that I uh, that I took care of like completely rolled out and like, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was her yeah, her album, Local Cities album, and. Sue Bill's album were the albums where I worked on completely. Yeah. Outside of what you work with, is there an album out right now that came out where you were like, okay, I could help maybe that artist? Like, let's say if I was to rattle off a few names, like, what do you feel you would change with, let's say if I say Shrees? Shrees? Do you you feel like he he has everything he needs or you would add, like, some another element to what he's doing? I mean, I love what the guys, uh, Kenny Kid, the 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 blank guys like uh, Ralph and them, what they did for the 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 three D side of the the, the project, yeah, that the, was cool. The cover, everything. Those guys are are super dope, and I'm I'm happy that PC like it linked up with them to get it done. Um, as far as like what I would help and change out of that would be, I think more of like the videos, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pretty cliche. Yeah, and then the the rollout. I feel like you know we could have added some more things to, 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 to really get something going. But I think uh Shrees is doing pretty well, you know, he's getting little ambassadorships and yeah. stuff and like opportunities and all these articles that he's a part of now. Um for the the better or the worse. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's, it's something well. What about um on the English side, uh Brandon Durek? You ever heard of him? It's my cousin. Oh. Yeah, well, my there cousin. you go. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You, I help- re- you reached out to him? 
Yeah, I helped out on the the, the last project. I did Draft a, day? I did a video. Um, I did two did videos. You, you did the mini movie when he was on the court? No, I did the one. The video that I did was the one with the girl in the house. Um, oh, um, uh, you guys do look alike. Can't feel your pain. Feel can't feel your pain. Feel your pain yeah, or something like pain, that. Yeah, feel your pain. Brendan Durant. Nah, nah, no. they don't look alike. No, no, they don't. No, no, they don't. not at all. No, no. no. Shout, out, shout out to Jason. I see it. <laughs> yeah, and I did another video. Um, but uh, what was it? which was song? Yeah, it was the one for Casio. Casio. But then he redid it because we were, we just weren't happy with the results because we tried to get it done in one night and yeah, it just didn't work out. So, what do you think? It's you know, I know he's your cousin, whatnot, yeah. but you know, do you think that something's missing for him to? Go to that next level, or yeah, I mean, I th- you know, I talked to him as well too. You know, um, but does he listen? He, the thing with Brandon is that Brandon, he has his vision. You know, right. he's yeah. like a, he's like a Travis Scott. Like he 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 wants to have control. He, you know, like most of his stuff is directed by him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he does listen to me. But it's like, yeah, he's missing pieces. Like w- this last project, he had the videos, yes, and then he had like a lot of content mm-hmm. around it, you know, or anything he would put out, he would add the draft day so it could feel like it was a part of it. But as f- as far as like the theme goes, like I would have went way much deeper. Like mm-hmm. draft day, I would try to add anything right. that I had to Play, do with yeah, it, right, right, yeah, right. With draft, you know. And uh, I think it's just a, a process and the will to like take your time. And I feel like, you know, I think you guys are the, about the same age, right? Yeah, but, oh, right. Yeah, he's, he's like a little older than you. A right? year older than me. Yeah, yeah, right. He thought I was older than him the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, so you guys just find out found out that you're yeah, yeah. That was like like yeah, like a few months ago. Really, a few yeah. months. Ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, really? but I, I knew I always knew I was older than him. But he thought he thought it was the other way around. Oh, okay. No, I I always knew that he was older than me. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, I feel like he's one of the guys that feels like you know time is ticking. You know, and I, don't, yeah. I understand too. He has a child. Yeah. But uh, you know, time is ticking at twenty three. I mean, no, but it's like it's not. It's not because the age is more because like that. You know, times are changing, music is changing. Right now, we're in the drill phase of the world, but then what's gonna happen next? So people were trying to see. You know, they want to. They want to be a part of the next wave and not you know fall out of the boat or. But why not just stay true to yourself, be who you are. I mean, Ben is being who he is, but he also feels like. Time is slipping away. I feel I feel like there's a problem. There's a problem with uh I feel like that's a thing for Montreal. Like they like to hop on waves yeah. a lot. And no one really likes to stick to just this is me, regardless of wave. And yeah. I think that's what the real artists that stand out or stand the test of time, they don't have to like make music that's in the wave all the time. Like I don't yeah. I just always feel like that's what they do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I mean like, the French side French is the worst for that right now. I mean, I haven't seen any much English guys trying to do the drill right now. I think the French guys are trying to oh, do yeah, the drill. They're going hard. They're going hard on that. Yeah, but I, I also feel like it's an interesting, interesting twist because it's a whole different language. So yeah, it fly, it passes. You know, it passes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. still lacks originality in my end, but yeah. But in the English, um, you know, um, you, I mentioned Brandon. What about um, if you ever worked with maybe older guys? You know, like Magnum, for example, or uh, uh, I haven't worked with Magnum, but he had reached out to me at some point because uh, for some reason he just I, put out a new record, actually. Yeah, so the record's dope. Yeah, I saw that, saw that. Yeah, 
for some reason, a lot of people hit me up for video vixens because they believe that I'm. You got the hookup. The guy with the girls. And <laughs> yeah, just on your, if you go on your Instagram, there's a couple of shorties <laughs> yeah. on there. So that's it's, the perception it, it, that people have. It's the voice. It's it's it's, it's all you know. It's the you voice. Know, the man. voice. The voice. <laughs> voice to men. They're thinking, man, come on, baby. He got the joints. <laughs> Let me come and talk to you. Yeah. So I had tried. I had I had I had brought a girl for a video, and then he thought that she looked too young, so he just for like, who Magnum. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she, he was just like, no, his manager like gave me twenty dollars. It's like yo, get rid of him. Take a taxi and just go. You know, I was like, to oh. you or the girl? To the girl, you know. Oh, but, oh, oh. damn. Yeah. Okay, damn, damn. That's harsh. <laughs> but I respect it, you know. Like, you know, if I was a manager, I would probably move the same way. But yeah, just get out of here. But you know, but that's the that's as far as I went with Magnum. But okay. uh, would you be open to work with him? Yeah, you know, it's just a. Like well, like I said, me, I'm not a person that reaches out to people. Right, right, right. People reach out to me, but I'm trying to repair that way of thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, have a different approach. But once again, it has to be uh, something worth it. You know, it's not always the artist. Sometimes it's one record, like sometimes a song. I hear a song and I really want to be do something with it, shoot the video, and then you know, sometimes I loaf on the opportunity. Mm. And the video gets shot and it gets out there, and I'm and then I'm mad, you know, right. and I'm at home. I'm like, damn. I would have done this this way, right. done it that way, you know. But uh, you know, it's not. It's, it doesn't always happen. I think the last time that happened to me was like Rosalvo, No Limit. I really wanted to shoot that video. I love the video because even though it was like Airbnb, but it had the vibe. You know, everybody was there, and you, and because of the whole like uh, scamming aspect, you like you feel like okay, these just guys are just you know doing what they do. But mm. yeah, if I could have shot that video, I would have you know I would have had my own ideas set aside to do it. Okay. Talk about the importance of uh, cause we were talking about Shree's a little or- earlier, and you said the whole like for better or for worse. Yeah. And uh, cause you saw the documentary with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simo Gucci and all that. That's that was a pretty big conversation. Um, how how important is it for you for to for like hip hop or anything that's related to it to be, uh, like the stories be told by, you know, guys like maybe yourself or someone that looks like us instead of the other side. Exactly. That's that's the reason why people, like, you know, I tell people, like, because, like, okay, this is more personal to me. Like, I feel like when I, sometimes when I try to talk to, like, certain women, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, at first they're down because maybe they think I'm attractive and they're like, okay, this guy's a creative. But then after they see my content and they're like, yo, this guy is, like, maybe a street guy. He's posting a lot of, like, street, guys. street stuff, you know. So then some girls, like, they back off, you know. And, uh, but I tell girls all the time that, like, yo, this is my environment and I don't want nobody else profiting off of it. Nobody else understands, like, the hood more than I do, like, you know, but I feel like guys in the hood feel safer with white people or people who are not connected to it because they feel like they could be more open or mm-hmm. they could, like, you know, feel safe. But if mm-hmm. I go to a shoot or something, somebody's going to ask me where I'm from. Right. Whether it matters or not, you know. Yeah. And that, that has happened many times. Who you know, whatever. Yeah. Who like do you that. know and why you did this with that guy and... You know, so like, I really feel like it is important for me to tell my story and 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 speak on the behalf of the my culture. As far as the documentary go, I'm not mad because I feel like, you know, in the in America that happens all the time with Vice and all that. Like it's needed to put those stories out, and as much as the whole debate and people are calling people snitches and for leaking this information. But I feel like once again, when it comes to the scamming game, like those who are really deep into it don't talk about like, it like that. They, yeah, and they they maneuver no, no matter what. So I feel like it's just a 
just an obstacle to, to to separate those who are really about that life. Mm -hmm. And but don't you think that uh, the fact that we're not in control of the narrative mm -hmm. and it doesn't, it's only, it's a very one-sided point of view, if in, in in certain respects. Because if you look at Simon Kutsu, for example, yeah. I felt like it lacked perspective. It was just like to give out information and kind of paint a, a narrative of, of the scamming culture that. Did it, 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 it didn't go really deep into like as to why not only that but then you attach it to like the hip-hop aspect hip -hop yeah. and it looks bad on us as a whole as a culture because they've done that more than a few times now with some right. of these documentaries yeah yeah that's that's a fair point um i mean my question to you guys is like you know how would you guys paint it you know if you guys had the opportunity to to, to moderate that well personally i think you want to may really go into details as to how they got into that why yeah. really explain a little bit the background uh you know the the culture behind scamming in terms of how they get into it and maybe also the, the surroundings and talk about the opportunities in these neighborhoods as well yeah. to then after we can understand why because all he did was basically ask well why don't you work just a regular job or something like that but he Which, did ask he did ask why you got into it right but that's mm -hmm. it's still not painting a, a deeper picture of a bigger picture of why they're in that and how it's a it's a, it's because i understand because it's a culture right like it's really exactly, you, yeah. you come from a certain neighborhood your friends do it sometimes you come from a also some of the questions are like just tone deaf <laughs> they're just it's just the the person like if you were to to curate that type of of, of documentary right like yeah. there's a certain line of questioning that you wouldn't. You know, you're not gonna ask this person because like, you kind of yeah. you know because you understand it exactly. Right? And, and I, also, and, and also, it. it's the people that are behind these documentaries are just using us as a means to like, you yeah. know, they're profiting off of off of our stories, likeness, music, all that stuff. Yeah. And who's consuming also the the the, the content? It's not necessarily for us black people. It's more so for like white people for the so majority if, yeah. if, if the majority sees that to them when they don't understand something they're just going to take whatever narrative is behind the video or mm -hmm. the documentary the documentary so yeah that's what's dangerous so to speak to not only the culture but also black people as a whole. yeah exactly i i always had dreams of doing type of documentaries like that but i know it would never pass why not i, I don't feel like guys like you know if if moto had two seconds in a, another snippet and they're calling him a snitch you know you know what do you what do you think people are gonna tell me if I ever try to approach anybody and be like, yo, this is what I'm trying to document and this is the story I'm trying to put. He out. wouldn't come and talk to you. You know, I know that for a fact. I know that for so a fact. So why do you that think that sounds that sounds crazy to me? But why do you think they're more comfortable? Because you, you you said you mentioned it before. Yeah. Why do you think they're more comfortable going to a white person and divulge all that all that information, whereas if it was someone like you to do it, they wouldn't, because you're black. Yeah, I think so. So because they associate yeah. to maybe to another neighborhood or like a. Why? Yeah, I mean, I mean that. Yeah, it's a, a bit different, but I feel like the, the, the. I mean, for them, it's like yo, they're gonna be on TV. They're talking to this white guy because they feel like the white guy has he doesn't know nothing. So they're just like almost like they're teaching him like the oh, okay. the to, black person yeah. is too close to home. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they're probably converting him to be like you could be a scammer too, you know. And this is this is why it's fun. Like yo, this is this is what you need to know, and this is how much money I'm making. It's more like a a statement to be like yo. Like I'm, I'm really eating well, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing better than you. And like, you know, if I, I think if I were to the one, they'd be like, "Yo, brother, like, why are you asking me these questions? Yeah, why, right, you, why yeah. are you not behind exactly. the computer with me?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, more standoff, uh, standoffish. Oh, you, you probably do it at, when you, you gotta come right, off the camera. Right. You know, and it's crazy, right? You're gonna try to blow my hustle, right? <laughs>
crazy. That's that's it's true. Because I've heard because I've heard because I I keep on hearing it and it just it's true. It's just it's just crazy to me how they would be so comfortable to you know go on these platforms and because he's non-threatening. Yeah, he's non. It's just like a, a, a. like a hip hop interview, certain guys won't go to certain radio stations for yeah, whatever yeah. it is for X Y Z reason. Oh, I don't like him because yeah. he asked maybe too real of a question, yeah. or let's say a white dude might ask the question, or he might not even ask that question. He'd be like, yeah. you know, it's safe, it's cool. Let's keep it, you know, keep it yeah. simple. Some guys are like that, and I know a lot of artists, especially the guys who are in the streets like that. They don't want to. They're not going to go and talk to me or you, for example, because, yeah, yeah I know him or what is he, who is he? Yeah. You know, there's always something. But if it's a Simon Couture or Régent or whatever, yeah, they'll talk to him. No problem. But it's interesting, too, that in that documentary, it's only, I mean, for what I know, it's like Middle Eastern guys, you know, there wasn't any black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, like, not like that, right. yeah. Not like yeah. that. There was another one that they did on Telegram. I got some info on that, but I'm not about to share that. <laughs> we'll share off there. Yeah. But I have a question. All that is nasty, bro. What? Because um, I'm not sure what your background is. I think you're probably like Caribbean or yeah, Vincentian, right? So, uh, was there ever like from uh, your mom, given that you're so creative and you wanted to really push in the creative space, was there? Did you get, get, get uh, Did you get any flack from your mom in terms of? Yeah, this, was she very supportive from the beginning? Till this day, man. You know, yeah? She's like, on your ass, huh? It's like she's like she's half and half, you know. Like she's like, you know, get a job, go to school, but right. also like, yo, you know, like. You know, she's happy. You know, she's telling her friends. and but always do Tell her friends, Get a job, go to school, but yeah. then you're going to brag. You know, yeah, my son does this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, he worked with Drake. Whenever it works, yeah. yeah when it works, yeah. I kept pushing, you know, like when I was younger, like, you know, I, my mom was super strict, you know. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, like discipline, all that. And then, but she was like, she was like, I don't know, my mom, once again, she's super strict, but she's always like, my mom was hood too, you know, like, because... <laughs> Cause my sister grew up and right, right. Yeah, her 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 boyfriends and stuff they're all in the streets. So like my mom always had that side. Like, but uh, you know my mom would support me in anything. If I decided that I wanted to become a drug dealer, my mom would be like, "Yo, just make sure like you know you do it right. Yeah, yeah, you're blessed. You know, <laughs> you're blessed. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, yeah. But when I was younger and I was in high school and I would go to parties and I had my debt my my curfew. Like I kept pushing, pu- kept pushing. So I felt like. My way to freedom was like, you know, when I was young, when I wasn't really active and being mm-hmm. creative and pushing my boundaries on that side and, you know, taking the beatings for it. But like, slowly by slowly, one hour is getting more liberated yeah, 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 yeah. to the point where I could disappear. Because you were always coming back home yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's not like you were, you know, sitting out, growing, growing, you know, all the whole night you came back home. Yeah. And I don't drink, smoke. So like my mom, you know, she also respects that she's like, okay. Like oh, he, you don't drink and you don't smoke? Nah, That's she's good, like, man. okay, he's just out there just like, you know, just having hanging fun, out, right. you know. But uh, yeah, so eventually. And what she considers hanging out might also, you be, you might just be working too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's you working. Yeah, and then when I, well, but I went to Tedford and, uh, you know, she wanted me to be in school there and then it just, Obviously. it didn't work out. Um, she cursed you out? Nah. It, like, it, like, Tedford was like one of the hardest times of my life. Um you know, uh, somebody in the family was, uh, you know, uh, in jail. So mm. the the money was either she sends money to me. Or to him. Or to that yeah, person. Yeah. yeah, that person to, you know. So some days I'm starving. Some days I'm eating good. And it's up and down. And right, also, right, like, right. I was struggling with high school because when I was, like, doing the basketball stuff in in uh, high school, mm. math, for, I mean, not, yeah, math, science was, like, kind of lacking. But my teachers were like, yo, 
you know, Ali, like, yo, we need to, these, these, these certain subjects, you need to get on it. And I was like, nah, man, videos are more important. Videos are more important mm. to the point where I failed those classes, you know, and, and, you know, my mom was disappointed to see me walk across the stage with like, just a piece of paper. Like I'm graduating, but I'm not really graduating. Right. Mm. And, uh, you because know, you didn't have all your classes. Yeah, and then I was I was like the you know I was like the the guy at school. So like even during my graduation, I was the one in charge of like my after prom. So oh. I'm, I'm there collecting money from people, Damn. their tickets and stuff. My mom's like, we're supposed to be taking pictures in your ca your cap and gown, and you're here like <laughs> collecting money <laughs> yeah, on the side, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, but um, so that's what happened. So when I went to Tedford, I had to do like the whole adult ed stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, you know they don't let you into CJP. Until you get that. So I was doing that, and then they, they let me into CJIP. I had to do both at the same time. But they're, the both schools are an hour away on foot, and then I'm in the middle of the woods. So, like, yep. I'm, like, doing CJIP in the morning, and then I have to walk at night in the middle of the woods to get to this 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 other school. So in Tedford, there was, like, four teams. So there was, like, the CJIP team, the college team. They're the only team that played in the, the Quebec League because mm. the school had that agreement. And then they had two other teams, Team Gold. And uh, Team Black, those were like college teams, but those guys play in the states. Then mm. they had the high school kids, and they, the high school kids had a big house when the guys in the college lived in a dorm. But the high school kids live in like this kind of mansion, like there's like a million rooms in there, and like the the adult ed was just across the street. So I would like be in my dorm, go to school in the morning, then walk all the way there, and then after go at night, and then like you know spend Party, the, spend yeah. the night at the, the, at the dorm at the house with yeah. the, the the high school kids and like sometimes I was just like just there like sleeping in a jacket just just letting time pass and then going back to my Dang. dorm in the morning going back to school and I was just like yeah after like three weeks of that I was like yo like, impossible I'm doing this anymore hmm. so I left one school then yeah when I left the adult ed the the, the school is like yo the CJP is like yo if you leave that that class it's you, over you're done here you know I was like, yo, say less. And, you know, that was just, this is the end of me and my, my, my school career. <laughs> Would you go back to school? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the discipline and the specific, like, uh, like projects where they actually mm. want specific things, like, I feel like that's cool because I'm really creative. And when I was in high school, I always got in trouble for, like, my projects because if they're asking me to do something on the Bristol board, I'm coming with a whole video production. They're like, <laughs> they're like yeah, we didn't ask for this, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. So, <laughs> You just want it on a cardboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bring a video. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, but at this point, I just can't afford to go back to school. And uh, yeah, man. Afford, I mean, is time or? Yeah, like I'm just too busy right, right. now. Things are going on. Money's being made. Even during COVID? You didn't have time? Nah. Nah, nah. He was, okay. still, he was still, he was still well, working. During COVID was my, the, the most productive I've ever been in my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was so, working a lot. I, I made like 30, 30 grand in three months in, oh. in my bedroom. Damn, on, that's a, what's up. on a computer, you know, without scamming. That's cool. Without scam. <laughs> that's that's important though. That's, that's important. That's important though. to know. That's cool, man. I, I got scammed actually during the. Oh uh, shit! I got scammed during quarantine, man. Nah, don't tell me you fell for the call. Nah, nah. I was looking. To, I was looking to move out, so I was on like Kijiji Craigslist, you know. Oh no! You said Craigslist, you're done. <laughs> yeah. You got caught. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, because I'm like an independent, you know, uh, a freelancer. You know, I'm not like I don't have a business or whatever. Right. So. I had to sublet and all that, that craziness. So, you know, I saw this offer. I was like, how? And, and look, it looked too nice. And the price was good. And after, you know, they made me send the deposit. Oh, yeah. man. But me, because I was making money. You didn't care. My ego got in the way. I was like, yo, no matter. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to go take a visit. I'm good, you know? <laughs> like, 
So I went to go send off the money. They got you. How much was they it? They got me like $2,100. Oof. That's a, that's a, it was a big hit. Mm. $2,100? Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's a, a big hit. But then, but I th- I felt like I brought that energy into, into, you know, I brought that energy in because when I was making money during quarantine, I was like, yo, I'm winning too much, man. Something's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you're jinxing yourself? I, 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 yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> And you fell for it. You fell for it. Yeah. Be okie doke. Send us the money. We'll show you after. <laughs> we'll send you the keys. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's my lesson now, man. I learned a few lessons during quarantine, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be gullible. But also going back to the Tedford thing, man. I don't know if any kids are going to listen, but like, yeah, man. High school, just just get it done, man. High school, get it done. If you do want if you want to leave high school after, like, you don't know how to do CJ, but like, at least get the high school done, man. Yeah, do but, your sec five. Because I, I came back to Montreal to finish that. So I mm-hmm. went to James Ling and... Um, once again, like I would like, cause in the adult ed is different. Like if you miss five days consecutively, then after they kick you out, right. but you don't have to be there, you know? So I would go in the morning, get my attendance right. and I would leave. You would bounce. I would just go to the cafeteria and work on videos. And I was like, man, I'm doing the same thing mm. that got me here in the first place, right. you know? But then after I, I started going back to the class and like paying attention and yeah, man, I, I realized that Matt was, wasn't hard at all, man. I got... 80. Once you focused. Yeah, I did like four exams. So I got I got 80 on the first three. The last exam, I put my name on the paper, handed in. <laughs> it, it, you didn't need it. You didn't need it. It balanced it out. Yep. Wow. <laughs> did the math. He did swag. 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 You just wrote your name and just like, yo, I'm yeah. cool. I don't need it. Yeah. I'm, I don't I'm need good it. right round now. Out a, round out to a 75, I'm cool. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It was too much. It was too much. Yeah. Did you see our? Um, this is a quick exercise. You saw our uh, podcast page on Instagram. Yeah. Did you see it? What do you think's missing from the page for us to maybe garner more attention? Mm. I mean, hmm. okay. I mean, Alex uh, is spotting right now. I guess uh, you guys could do like more call to actions. You know, like getting people to to move the traffic to the other platforms where you guys are actually so visual playing. content. Yeah, visual content and. Also, like, when I say like, call to actions, like promos, like, you know, like the, if you guys are putting your stuff on SoundCloud to make people, like, those, those, like put stories out to be like, yo, go on SoundCloud, you know, mm. instead of just having the link. Right. Cause or like, link in bio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Link in bio is like, people that really want to know are going to go there, but people that really want to, like, people that don't not necessarily want to find out, but they're going to check your stories and see, like, okay, I had to go to the SoundCloud, I had to go here to, to see the podcast, and mm. even, like, I guess you guys put the snippets of conversations, the best parts here and there, no? Some parts, yeah. yeah. Some parts, we do. Yeah, that's like that's that's always cool, you know. Like that's. But you think really visual content, like us doing call for actions, like hey guys, listen to the podcast. Yeah. This and that. Do you guys film any? It's in. It's in the works. It's in the works. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what's the future of. Yeah. Podcast right now. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. We'll yeah, we transition out of that. We 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 look we looking into that. <laughs> that's gonna be the next step. Yeah. If we want to get to the next level. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. That was crazy. I have a man. question for sure. you guys. Um, uh, during quarantine, I don't know if you guys are busy or not, but have you guys uh, learned anything about yourselves? Mm. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, I learned that uh, I was going too fast. I, was, um, I learned to take the time. I learned to actually, you know, reconnect with a couple of friends and, you know, Reconnect with myself as well. I think it's pretty cliche, but it's true. I had, I had to, you know, refocus on a lot of things and 
you know, me a little bit being older and things like that. I was going through a separation and whatnot. So yeah. I had to, you know, think about a couple of things that I was doing and, you know, reconnect with my daughter as well. Because yes. when you're working, you it's you're always on the go. Okay, yeah. let's do this, let's do this. Okay, oh, it's 8 o'clock, it's time to go to bed and things like that. So now I had the time also because I wasn't working, so I had time to, you know, think about what I wanted to do and yeah, yeah, yeah. rest, actually, because I wasn't... Because you're, when you're always working and doing a bunch of things, you never take the time for yourself to relax. And I re- actually relaxed. Yeah, I feel you on that. Because even for me, like, my mom, I live with my mom, but my mom never sees me because I'm just on always the road, working, right? You know, and I had my apartment at some point, but I was never there neither. So I was like, yo, I'm just going to go back home. What's the point of mm. being in an apartment two, month, two, day, two days out of the month right. and paying all this money? So I came back home. But during the quarantine, I was spending a lot of time with my mom. Or my mom just saw me working, you know, and like, I felt like that was most of the motivation to keep me like working and and like putting hours and you know and she was there that's good bringing food and stuff just happy there you go oh my gosh (laughs) i get to see him work you know so yeah that was cool i think for me what i learned about myself was um i put off a lot of this a lot of shit that i already know i can do i just put it off because i'm I'm trying to i don't know i'm a guy that stays stuck in ideas a lot so the quarantine because i couldn't really work on those no i could work on those ideas but i couldn't really get them out the way that i want to but now that i guess we're kind of out of it in a way Mm -hmm. this fucking fake fake quarantine that we're in now you can all that work that you were supposed to be doing then during the hard one now you can you can start to like really really focus on that so i i kind i learned like how to not always get in my ways like i used to exactly yeah for me um because i never really stopped working because I work a, like a regular job, a daytime job. So for yeah. me, like all we did was transition away from going to work now from to working from home. So I got to spend more time with the fam. And I think um, it just showed me that, uh, you know, I, I, I can somewhat adjust to different environments. Mm-hmm. I think it it's, uh, I'm not someone who is holding on to a specific lifestyle per se, if that makes any sense. I think... Yeah. I'm someone who adjusts according to the situation. I think that's really what I discovered by being in quarantine the first time. Uh, you know, I was someone who was always more so outside, you know, going to work, studying, going to the gym, doing my own daily routine, but outside of home. But I was able to transition that away from uh, from going outside to doing it inside now. And I got to spend more time with the fam as well. So. I think it just <clears throat> it was a it it allowed it allowed me to just put things in perspective as well, in terms of how I move and uh, realign my priorities. Because obviously, like when there's a pandemic, and uh, the whole world is uh, threatened by, you know, what's going on, and plus the BLM thing, so it allowed me to really realign my priorities at mm. the same time and really f- know what to focus on and what give my attention to and my effort to. Yeah. So I think that's what really. The quarantine helped me in that aspect. At the same time, it's still, you know, there's still a, like, obviously, there's still a pandemic, but that the world doesn't stop right. because of yeah. a pandemic. Right. It's right? an ongoing process. It's, it's uh, it, like, yeah. you, you everything's stay, changing around us, so. Around yeah. you, but you, if you manage to stay centered more so, it allows you to, although everything around you, around you is changing and evolving. Very key. You mm. could stay grounded and. To right. be able to do to things function, for right. yourself to help yourself prosper and advance as a as a as a spiritual being. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, any 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 more questions? Anything y'all want to get into? Uh, oh, it's very interesting. I no, see on your Instagram. I'm gonna follow you right away. Like a uh, very uh, experienced curate, uh, curator. Yeah, that's my the new title I'm trying to go with. See the new words like that. that people are using. <laughs> I like that. No, it's good, man. I like I like what you're doing, man. Uh, you you're supporting the local the local guys and uh, trying to. Trying to push them to be better, and that's uh, yeah. I can I support that. I fucks with that, man. Uh, and the fact that you listen to the podcast, we appreciate that as well. Yeah, yeah man. always, man. Salute, uh, salute. A lot of podcasts now. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of this app, Clubhouse. So that's Marcus Stewart. Uh, Marcus Stewart. Yeah, he he's on the he's on the app too. You know, it's like a bunch of people on the app, like Virgil, anybody, and it's almost like a podcast. Like it's like a bunch of conferences, different rooms. But you have to be invited onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invited me, so I got there now, and I'm just like. Watching just soaking different the rooms info. and like yeah, like, oh, it's video. No, it's like a it's like conferences, but like there's like a room and then there's people that are speaking, and then there's people in the audience, and then if you want to talk, you could raise your hand and they oh, bring up okay. the audience. But like it could be anybody in the room, and and uh, yeah, I just been going in these rooms and like following people and trying mm-hmm. to connect and you know that's why like yeah, like try to soak in information and and off the app and like listen to podcasts and stuff and see what's going on in the city and. Yeah, I mean, to answer the first question, I'm the one that, like, slid in and be like, yo. Uh, <laughs> Get that invite, yo. It's like, yo, I'm trying to come up with a podcast. And the reason why I asked my last question about, you know, what what you guys discovered during the quarantine is because, like, you know, I wouldn't have been talking and trying to be more vocal if if it, the, the quarantine didn't happen because, you know, I discovered a lot about myself. And True. that's that's why I did the, the thinking out loud because I felt like there was a lot on me that I needed to get out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this, this fear of mine of, like, um, you know, like I feel like the reason why I was working with everybody taking all the jobs is because I wanted to feel safe as a mm. black as a black man. You know, like I want people to recognize me everywhere I go to Montreal and not have problems and not have be asked, yo, where you from? Because people be like, oh, that's Ollie that did the video for this guy. Right, right, right. Ollie right. that did this for that. You Let know? the work speak for you, in other words. Yeah, and uh, but it was it wasn't it wasn't good, you know, because then I felt like I couldn't go anywhere unless I I would I did something or. F- five projects in this neighborhood and I'll be good right, in that right, neighborhood, right, you right, know? Right. And I was just creating just so I could feel safe and not, you know, and, and not have problems with anybody. Then after that stemmed into a fear of traveling because now if I go to Toronto, it's like nobody knows me anymore. And now I have to, right. re- I have to restart and, and start the whole process. build with everybody yeah. and so I could feel safe in Toronto. And, and I didn't feel that until I went to Toronto during quarantine or after the quarantine because when I first started the quarantine in March... You know, I started talking to this girl in Toronto. So, the more I was working, and she was keeping me company digitally, because you know, I'm <laughs> digitally <laughs> Zoom Zoom dates, yeah. FaceTime. You know, so I'm working, and I'm talking to her, and I'm working from probably like 11 to like 4 a.m. every day. Right. And she's with me from that time to till, till I go to sleep. And she's holding you down. Yo, she did that for like three months every day, so like it's 90 days straight. You know, and then I finally like go to Toronto, and then I go see her, but then. She's super, she's super happy, super animated. And I was like, yo, this is scary, you know? You thought it was a setup? It wasn't a setup, but like her energy, I just couldn't match it. And I didn't want to go outside. I was in Toronto and I was just working inside. I didn't want to go outside. And the one day I went outside and she was all happy and talking. And I felt like too much attention was on me. I was like, oh, yo, okay. I'm like, somebody's about to snipe me or something. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so then after I was like, yo, why am I feeling like this? And, you know, I, I I took a decision. I was like, yo, we can't talk no more. Oh, damn. And then I had to give her a bunch of excuses. She didn't understand. Like, yo, what's wrong with this guy? You know? And then that's where I started, like, started thinking. I'm like, man, I think I have, um, I think I'm paranoid. I think I have, like, PTSD Anxiety or something. PTSD, yeah. 
you know, and then, uh, and then I started looking more into it and looking more into it. And then after I did the thinking out loud mm. and it all came clear to me that, yeah, you know, certain people's energy, it's not actually, it's a bad thing. It was just that like, I wish I could be like her where careless, you know, mm-hmm. like. Right, 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 yeah, and, and that, did you look into a therapy? No, I haven't, but I'm trying to, mm. yeah. But I'm like, I, I reflect a lot. So like, you know, I, like I help myself and as much as, you know, it, it's not ideal. But um, yeah, it put me in a good position now. So I also took a trip after quarantine and by myself. Where'd I, you I, go? I went to Vancouver. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I needed it. I was out there just biking around, you know, just showing sure. everybody I'm here, you know. <laughs> but uh, there, was, there was no black people out there, so like, yeah, it didn't help. You were you know? safe. <laughs> I saw one black guy, and like he was biking too, and he like he was, he was looking back. He's like surprised. Take. He was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit!" It's like, damn, there's another brother here, you know. But yeah, man, I'm in a I'm in a better space now, and that also helped me to stop taking on everything, mm. start saying no. Just start narrowing down who I want to work with and uh, yeah, it takes you know, time. Yeah. protecting my energy. Right. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, quarantine helped a lot. And, uh, yeah, man, that's where... That's and where listen, man, this is a safe space. True. So <laughs> True. if yeah, you want to come here and vent, if you want to talk, you just yeah, want to have quick conversations, mm-hmm. you feel free. You just uh, slide, it, slide in our DMs and <laughs> we'll be more than happy to have you on, man. Table set for you, man. Oh, for sure, man. Dope on the table and friends, man. That's what's up, I just man. said the table set for you. There you yeah. go. <laughs> come on, come man. man. Branding, baby. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. Appreciate um, you coming through, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hold on, man. Let Good me conversation, get, let me man. Get, let me yeah, get man. the applause going. You know what I mean? Thank you, thank you. Uh, I usually I usually end the podcast with a with a song, you know, how I'm feeling, whatever. So I'm gonna since you're the guest, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you uh it's you know a good I mean? idea because you have the Allstate all voice, so I mean You know what I mean? So is there a re- is there a record that you like to hear? Uh, I'm gonna, probably uh, my favorite record that came out of the quarantine. Uh, Light two four seven. Um, what's the name of the song? Light two so, two four seven. Is it? Yeah, that's, that's two, the artist. Two eyes. Yeah, he's from she's from Montreal as well. Uh, is it Lokes? Wake him up. Yeah, wake him up. Wake him up. Wake him up. up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you worked on that on on that video. Yeah, right? I shot that video. Oh, okay. Slight flex. Some some some, some free promo. Yeah. <laughs> Slight flex. Shout out to everybody that listened to us. For those of you who are not listening to us, make sure you get somebody that does listen to us to go and you know what I mean. Put people on. Shout out to black people. Count money getting paper cuts. Outside, got cold, sneaker shoes, had to lace them up To the face, I be blazing up She ain't want me, now it's broke, now I'm getting dope Bitch, gotta pay the fuck, sleeping on me, had to wake him up In the kitchen where I'm baking up Now the batch gotta save it up He moving hot, then we shake him up Wake him up, shake him up, wake him up Touch road to a basket, then started gymnastics Two holes in a mattress, quarantine fantastic I keep a thing in my jacket, she fell in love with a savage Spotty ain't without an acting, know what happened when I back it Free nutty out the cage 247 on my niggas stepping, though we get it cracking on range And you know I never change And you know I never, and you know I never, and you know I never change Many men want me laying in a casket Benjamin, I started off with a ratchet Bring a friend you and her both can have it. I'm an asshole. No, this bitch can't stand it. Count money, getting paper cuts. Outside, got cold. Sneaker shoes, had to lace them up. To the face, I be blazing up. 
she ain't want me now, I was broke, now I'm getting dope, bitch. Gotta pay the fuck, sleeping on me, had to wake him up. In the kitchen while I'm baking up, another batch, gotta save it up. He moving hot, then we shake him up. Wake him up, shake him up, wake him up. They said they want the only, still keep a flip phone, I just stepped up from my OZ. Still with the shits, if he run up, he a dope, he fuck the club and wear the custies. Glock fresh out the box, no more rusty ratchet. She like dope, boy, so I fuck on the stove, then I throw in the telly, I ain't cuffing on the hoes. I'm a trash star, baby, if I don't blow, I got blow, hold up, hold up. Rest in peace, silly love. Trap on my lap, can't be lacking in traffic. These old T-bands got me living lavish. In my bag, but I won't buy you a bag, bitch. See where the MTL get it cracking. Count money, getting paper cuts. Outside, got cold, sneaker shoes, had to lace them up. To the face, I be blazing up. She ain't want me, now it's broke, now I'm getting dope, bitch. Gotta pay the fuck, sleeping on me, had to wake him up. In the kitchen while I'm baking up. Another batch, gotta save it up. He moving hot, then we shake him up. Wake him up, shake him up, wake him up.